Sit back and relax while I listen to Train Kickers podcast. I'm Dave, and along with my co-hosts Dan and Steve, we're going to take you all around the world to miniature wargaming. On tonight's episode, we're going to continue our discussion into Adeptus Titanicus, and in particular tonight, we're going over the Corrupted Titans to discuss what they are, their wig and any table, and go through the mutations they have. We begin with a bit of our hobby progress, which is not necessarily so much, and a bit of the news. Now, for news, at the moment, none of us had actually read through the scenario they put out for Titanicus, so we're going to save that for the next episode. We did discuss the FAQ, and then we also talked about the imminent release of Warhammer 30k Horseherry the Second Edition. And now, on to the show. All right, and how are you, uh, gentlemen, this fine uh, Sunday evening, our new recording for at least the next couple weeks while I work on Mondays? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I finally got back to getting some models being done and painting. I got back into the swing of things. I was, like, so bored for a while, and then, I, I don't know, I guess Heresy got me back into it, like all the new releases and shit, because I think they get released in a, two weeks. As of, so... Not this we're recording Not on the 5th. Saturday. As yeah. of that, it'll be technically just under two weeks because it's the 18th is the official. Okay, yeah. So, a day under, yeah. so, yeah, no. So, I got, like, about two weeks mm-hmm. to finish 15,000 points of demons. Um, <laughs> Wait. So, yeah. No. Wait. Wait, what? <laughs> it's fine. He'll he'll be done with them by the time I deploy my first unit. It's, yeah. it's whatever. No, no. So, like, I was like, I don't want my demons to be a... A project so uh, i'm gonna try to paint them all before uh it, it drops how how close are you to having it done before it drops um, i still have 15 blood crushers okay. 70 blood letters um, <laughs> and like all of the big boys except for one okay so so, so not... you bought an airbrush is what i'm hearing you need to What's an finally cave congratulations you, you had a chance at the bazaar to get one for oh over the price mind you uh of if you actually just bought it off of uh amazon it actually went for yeah, more in its yeah. individual pieces it's a good compressor though i do have that saying the master class air uh compressor mm. how about you steve how you been i'm doing all right I'm just chilling, trying to keep up with all the heresy leaks and rumors I'm hearing. Trying to figure out a rough idea for how I'm splitting the starter set into two demo armies. And then how I'm doing my personal set for my Salamanders and Iron. I would just say get rid of the Spartan and you pretty much... I don't... Right? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, no, the yeah. Spartan is becoming terrain. Yeah. Like, there's no whoa, way whoa. to the Spartan. Uh-huh. You, you sell that shit. The, the, the store's copy of the Spartan becomes terrain because sell it to me. unless it's a unless copy. it is built and ha- and has paint on it, it can't be sold separately from the, the entire box. Oh as Virginia my God, seriously, it has to at least be built and primed. Yep. Oh, fuck's sake! All right, so this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna wait. Built and primed. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. So how much? Well, we can <laughs> oh, good question. Good question. Yeah, you want to build me a Spartan uh, <laughs> and fucking prior? Like shit. God, I wish I could, but I already have like this beautiful vision in my mind of um a Spartan with like the forge roll transfers on it, and then it's just completely caked in soot and has all these holes punched in it. 
little tea light on the inside with smoke billowing out. I, I'll be the contrarian here. I don't think you need... Oh, I mean, if you want to do that with a Spartan, feel free. I don't think you need to to make an okay box. I mean, I watched... Um, was it Grill Miniature Games? The way they, they sort of split some of their stuff. I, I don't think having the Spartan it makes it an automatic, like, uh, unfun if the other side has... You know, your Terminators or some of your other heavier things. Like, it's okay if the one side can't necessarily kill it, if they can kill everything else and sit on potential points and things like that. Because it's, it's, a, it's a very cool piece for people to be able to use. Although, like I said, if you want to make terrain out of it, feel free. But I don't, I don't think it necessarily yeah, destroys the, plan, the starter. Yeah, I think my plan is to take some, like, dead stock rhinos we have because no one's going to want the old rhinos. Nope. They're $3 more expensive. And there's less options. Yeah. Rhinos right, are yeah, now $50. There's, there's even less options in them. Because the, you get the new missile launcher. Yep. Yeah, the classic 40k Rhino is $50 MSRP. And at this point, the Dimos Rhino is 47 MSRP. Um, It's sold out to hell and back everywhere. Like, yep. hot damn. That was, I think, like the second thing that sold out. Mm -hmm. I was watching all day. I just, what's selling out now? What's selling out now? Well, the Kratos disappeared. They still have the map available when I last checked. What they about the bookmarks? Have rhinos. No, that's that's the real thing. What about them bookmarks? Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I have it open here. I'll I'll take a look. Actually, I'm curious about that. <laughs> yeah, and it was scary though because we had to put in a supplemental order for the store on Saturday. Yeah. Because uh, Mark threes and Mark fours are direct only, at at least at launch. We're ho I'm really hoping it becomes a regular item, but you know, for now it's direct only. Yeah. Um, but we had a lot of people that are like, hey, could you get me Mark 3s and Mark 4s? We're like, yeah, we'll do see what we could do. Um, first of all, those sold out too. Um, but second of all, like when you went to check out, it requeued you for the yeah. checkout process. So it, you for a second, like, oh shit, I lost everything. It's gone. But no, see, for no, me, I it. didn't have any. So, little side note, I didn't have any problems. So, I put in an 800 and. Fuck, Dave, what was it? Dave it was like 805, it. actually. It was just, just yeah. over 8. Yeah, so let's say 800. I put it in 800 because I did it for me, um, Dave. Um, and like, so like three others? A couple guys say, Three, four? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we ordered dice. We ordered transfers. So that way we can all get it to like one person. Um, I took the hit on my bank. Eight hundred fucking dollars, and then I was like, "Hopefully, people will pay me back." Oh yeah, I, I'll, then... after, after we record, I'll pay you back. I completely forgot because that's the oh. first time I've sat at my. <laughs> I need to check PayPal. No, no, my PayPal <laughs> from my phone is like, "What's your password?" It's like, I don't know PayPal. You're supposed to know this shit, my, my so I gotta do it from like, my computer. Yeah. Here's my thumbprint, just hope for the Did, best. No, my wife was like, "Dad, that's eight hundred dollars. If you if they don't pay you back, I'm binding them." And I'm like, "Okay, that's true." No, Josh paid me, or George paid me back. You know, I'm waiting for Josh and Dave. But yeah, no, we yeah. Put, and uh, Brett paid me back. Yeah, but yeah, no, like it was it was a big boy order, and I, I was funny because I swear I I after you did the splits, I was seeing how much percentage was dice transfers and just like normal shit, like most and of it. it's so fucking funny because it was almost evenly split. Mm -hmm. It was it was evenly split between Mark Three Marines because we got three boxes, uh, transfers and dice, with yeah. dice eking out a little bit more. So those well, marks... dice are three dollars more per set than yeah. um. But it was yeah. about 300, 300, 300. Yeah. Or about 200, 300, 300. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's hilarious. 
oh the 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 mark threes were because you you told me you put an extra one in the car forgot about yeah, and no, i was like true. yeah i'll take another I one of those three mark instead threes, of two because i was rushing so quiet yeah oh um, no that's all right I, I, I bought them yeah. Yeah. so dave what we worked out was dave wanted my um contemptor which i'm gonna give him for free because i'm keeping the weapons and yeah. it's a plain body and fuck it i'll just toss it at him uh but i don't want the cataphract yeah so cataphract cataphract yeah um i don't want the cataphract i so i was like fuck I, I really don't need these so dave goes well why don't you just give it to me and two for one so I'll get two beakies for every one cataphract. Yeah, so which actually is just about they, they've shown. Uh, I've seen some spots of what it's yeah. supposed to be when they sell them separately. It is actually just about equal that way. It's like eighty for the twenty. It's supposed to be like eighty or ninety for the ten cataphract. So it's it's actually just about the same. So it actually works out pretty well that way. He's helped me because I literally cannot use more terminators because I yeah. have thirty learning coming in. By dollars, it's fair. By points, Dave is winning. That's true. It's funny because uh, <laughs> when I said 30 Lernaeans, uh, fucking, uh, I remember Steve, Steve, you were like, why not run Ride of War? Why, why not run Pride of Legion? They get lied. Yeah. And I'm like, Steve, yes. Steve, they come with lying. They, they're That's, one of two I, I, I still hate. I still hate that so much. That's well, crazy. No, because the, so, the big problem is that their weapons go four. That's like their huge trade-off. Okay. Um, they still aren't get... regular Terminators weapon skill four as well, though. Yeah, they're no, but all but they're specialized Terminator. All specialized Terminators are essentially weapon skill right, five. Right, right. But you'd think that like the common trooper, quote unquote Terminator, would be lying. Yes. You know. But um, yeah, for no. those who haven't followed Heresy Leaks, line is basically like the keyword or unit yeah, subtype technically now, that says I you're should, scoring. I should yeah. point out that they get plus one to hit a chosen Legion. You choose like when the game starts. And unless you're playing, a oh wow! I, yeah, so it I wonder gets, what legion you're picking. Yeah, exactly. It it it, it kind of offsets it, but it's still weapons go four. So you kind of hit me on threes with all your spells. <laughs> oh, so it's like Angron. Yeah, it's it's it, it, it's tough getting hit, um, but they are lines. So they if they survive, they, um, yeah. Dave, what have you done? By the way, have you done any like? <laughs> um, Oh so, shit! <laughs> I, no, I got no. I got to think about it because it's it's been a few weeks for for various reasons. Like I said, part, a lot of it's my schedule change and and illnesses going on, all kinds of stuff. We we've unfortunately been able to record for quite a while. Have I done much in the last few weeks? Not really. I've started putting together some of my Forge World stuff. Um, I'm not that far into it. I'm just about set on my paint style. This the scheme was easy it's dark angel so okay you know paint it black and a few other things but i'm pretty much done with the paint style i gotta test a little more with the airbrush hopefully later tonight um but assuming i like all of that then i'm set with all of that i can my goal before the main box comes out is to see what i can do about getting any of that done slash whatever else is on my backlog like i've been assembling uh i had two more squads of b1s for star wars legion for my separatists so i want to get those guys done that'll take me Maybe another hour to assemble, but an hour to paint all 18 of them because that's actually really fast. I want those done. I want my other unit of warriors for my Necrons done. Just anything done so that way I don't have any of it hanging over my head for when however much stuff is going to plop down on my plate shows up. But honestly, that's about it. And I've just been busy. Now, now that the semester's over, I theoretically should be more free. Now that I don't have jury duty, I got out of that. So that's great. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 never, I always get called, and then I never make it past first selection. I I was actually selected. 
Um, really? Yeah. So there was like 80 people in the room. So I'm a mathematician. There's 80 people in the room. They need a jury of eight. I'm like, hmm, I like those odds. They said, okay, we have our eight. We now are at the point of the voir dire where the lawyers can discuse people for any reason and so on. They explain all that. And sitting there for about another 30 minutes. And then, because they're doing it from Zoom. So it's remote to pick the jury in person for the actual trial. And then they suddenly, I get sent to another room in front of that, talk to the judge. I guess my answers were okay. I didn't think they were, but apparently they were okay. So I was put on it the following day. Uh, no, sorry, two days later when they had us back on to finish out the lawyer saying their no's. Um, we originally when we started, we were told, hey, here's our COVID protocols. Here's what we're doing. Here's all the safety measures we take. And looking in the, the, the room, none of those things were true. So, so I asked the judge, I'm like, okay, what's going on? Because this is what we were told. I look in there, I see it's obviously not true. Like what, what's on? And he said, well, you know, the jurors are, you know, mass required every other seat. He's like, so there's a little bit of spacing. He's like, but essentially that's it. And I said, well, you know, I'm kind of uncomfortable with that. I, you know, I won't go into all the reasons why, but I was like, you know, I, I don't necessarily, I don't know any of these people. I don't know the sorts of things they do. We're going to potentially be here for two weeks for six to seven hours a day i'm like this makes me pretty uncomfortable he's like well would you be more comfortable if we excused you so i said yes because i honestly i wasn't very comfortable with that i mean it it would have been rough to have been there that two weeks when it's the actual summer for for the some of the time half off but no with what they were doing i wasn't really comfortable with the way they do it i would be comfortable either like like you said you don't know the people in that room no and you're stuck with them for two weeks potentially like that yeah that's what he said Not he felt ideal. the trial was. He's like, oh, it should be about two weeks. And I was like, uh, like, I don't really like this. So they excuse me for that. So, I mean, if it was it was some other time, if it's out of all this, then so be it. Like, that's fine. But actually, the first time I've ever gotten had to even talk to anyone. I've never actually gotten called up before. That's funny. We never use Zoom. We used uh, Teams in our school. So, yeah. It probably would have been the same. Most people didn't know how to use it. There's so many people. Now, maybe because I, I use it, I have it in meetings, I've taught with it, or I, I don't know, maybe because I just understand it. But there's so many people where they're like, okay, you know, can you please just make sure, you know, this is a, a legal court proceeding. So you have to be in front of your camera. Please make sure your camera stays on. Please keep yourself muted. When they call you, essentially when they pull you into a breakout room to check in, that's when you'll unmute and you'll talk to the person there and all that, you know, it makes sense. Constantly, people unmuting. Hey, yeah, do you have a question? Uh, can you hear me? It's like, okay. Oh, oh, I gotta be on camera. One guy was just wanting to tell stories and all. It was, it was, it's interesting. The American justice system is that part of it is interesting. A very necessary part. Very glad it's a thing. But unfortunately, you see people who don't understand the idea of muting a muting a microphone, and it makes you a little worried. As as someone who teaches fucking middle school. I concur. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I don't want to think so about we to deal with this horse shit. One thousand percent occur. All right. Uh, so that's about it for me. So Dan, you've been just working on trying to get your demons done. Well, yeah, yeah. So like, okay. So I, I haven't been able to come down for you know a while now. Yeah. I'm just getting been bored and stuff. Um. So finally, I kind of this week, and I was like, fuck it. Um. 
you know, I, I placed my order. Let's let's start doing this. So I actually did my shield captain first. Yes. Um, finished him up, and he came. I think he came out fucking fantastic. I love. Uh, I, I think it was Steve who gave me the recommendation for the claw. I, I can't remember. Is someone in thirty k, the thirty k group uh, for Facebook? Because uh, I was like, you know, I, I think it was know. someone else, but I concurred with them. Yeah, it was so like, weird. Yeah, that I, was is like, I cannot one. find a a claw, a light. It's it's a solarite claw. It's basically a super powered lightning claw. Um, but yeah, no, I was like, I can't find a good looking claw. And someone goes, well, why not? I can't pronounce his fucking name. Lived here on right. That's no, definitely like, not it. You're on Blackheart. Yeah, you're on Blackheart. It's the loyalist from the prequels. Got it. Yeah. It's L-U-F-G-H-T. It's awful. <laughs> Fucking French. Um, but you know, so I looked it up, and it's an out-of-print model, so I was like, ah, oh. But one of the bit sites, one of the third-party bit sites sells just that bit. So I was like, fuck it, let's buy it. So I bought Ixion Hail. Um, I bought that bit. I bought uh, a couple of bearded heads, and then I posed the group which bearded head looked the best. Put them all together, and it looks really good. Someone actually said it looks like the Night Haunter, actually. Right? I can see Ooh. that, but with the claw. With I the claw and like the black hair. Someone, someone goes, it's the Night Haunter custodies version. <laughs> but um, so I finished him up, and I came out like I was really worried about him because I really wanted him to look good because I really liked like what how he looked. So I spent a little extra time on him, and I think it came out good. I ordered his uh, base plate. I got his name ready to go. Um, and then today, since it was so summery, I decided to paint outside while watching the kid. Mm. And I didn't think I'd be able to finish, but because it was it's a new you know it's a new model and it's a bigger piece, so I wanted to take my time. But I was able to finish one of the demon behemoths. Um, so it's a, for those who don't know, it's a. 30k demons of ruin storm they don't really give models it's more of like base size so a demon behemoth is a night base uh 170 millimeter how the fuck is that? how big Sounds is it right uh, close it, enough it, it, i know it's there's a, it's either 107 or 170 I that's forget. 170 for sure it's yeah it's 170 yeah, it's not 100 so yeah. it's 170 millimeter oval um so it's got to be a big boy it's got to be roughly night size ish um, so, so you I, used a Nurgling. Yeah, exactly. Most people, like, if they do Nurgle, they use the Glotkin. That's a very good example of, like, what a demon behemoth size looks like. They use the right. Glotkin. Um, so Corn, I came up with, like, a Gorgon with, who's holding, like, Blood Priest. I have a Slaughter Brute who's standing on top of a rock, so he's a little taller. Um, but I had problems finding this third one because the Bloodthirsters are going to be my demon lords. Um, so I had one of my friends print out I think it's Gorm or Garm from Bestiarium. It took a while to find like a good model. Um, but yeah, I painted him up and yeah, he looks, I say he looks fantastic. Um, I don't know what anyone else says, uh, but he, I think he came out really freaking good. And again, it's 90% contrast paint. So for like a contrast paint model, it, I, it looks fantastic. That's, that's what I Contrast does a lot of good. It really does. It has to be not flat. But, like, Garm had a lot of, like, ridges and, and, and like, calloused skin, armor, weird shit. You know what I mean? So, like, it looks yeah. really good. If you do this on, like, a, I can't think of, like, a flat model. Like, my ogres didn't really come out that well with no. contrast. Well, well, so we're talking for at least the moment before we get into Titanicus stuff, heresy sort of things. 
it would struggle on certain sets of power armor because some of the armor if you if you just go straight from the pot because a lot of the armor has a lot of flat panels stuff like that especially some of the older marks so for that if you're actually trying to do it one of two things you can do either one you essentially thin it down you can use you can use their thinning medium or you can use a lot of other mediums i wouldn't suggest water um water is going to cause potential pigmentation issues but if you thin it down it'll go Mm -hmm. on a lot better especially if you can airbrush it on um or if you want one that works well on flat um so the army painter speed paints are actually very very good on flat surfaces um they're formulated differently so there's an upside and a downside to them contrast you can paint over contrast very easy there's no problems with painting over it but it will pool on you it tends to leave tide marks um if you're not careful speed paints are honestly not going to tide on you or or exceedingly difficult to do so it flows a lot easier into the cracks and crevices works very well with that the problem with those is you can't paint over the top the way they formulated it if you try to paint over the top of it without like a sealer level layer in between you will actually reactivate the paint um now you could use that for some cool effects there's some nice blending techniques you could do but if your goal is just to you know get things down you could you know speed paint over the top and it'll look good pretty much no matter what it looks like and then you'd want to use you know maybe like a gloss coat or something like that in between and then do any additional layering that you want over the top of it you can't layer right onto the paint all right that sounds pretty good yeah i'm going to be doing contra i'm following um duncan actually did a really 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 good uh because i'm doing alpha legion um because i said learning i i I noticed i remember i said learning and terminators and i I didn't even mention what legion it was i'm going to be doing alpha legion and duncan did this wonderful um um, semi quick contrast way to do Alpha Legion. Yeah. By basically mixing. Oh, hold on. It's the backups, doesn't it? It's probably what like a green <laughs> and a blue or something. Yeah, it's a, it's a contrast green and a contrast blue. Okay. Um, and I think it looks fantastic. I ain't gonna complain. Yeah. No, at least it can look good. I would just say you probably since you're not gonna be using an airbrush for it, you probably want to thin it down a little bit. Um, or just be very careful after you paint it on. Like to kind of go back and much like you would for a wash to go back and kind of clean up spots to make sure it's not pooling where you don't want. So the Mark Sixes you might not have as much of an issue because they have a little bit more roundness to them in a lot of spots. They're not as flat as some of the other types. And Steve, what have you been doing? Um, jack shit. Yeah, no, I really haven't gotten that much done hobby-wise. It's been all, like, outdoor stuff in the garden and shit. Nothing that would interest anyone. Like, just literally digging holes in the ground going, yep, that ground's flat now. Nothing exciting. Uh, nothing wrong with gardening. You know, it's... it's... No, it's just the really boring part of gardening, just leveling out of an area. Yeah, I had to do that when I put them in my uh, two of my raised beds. Although I actually I probably water those plants tomorrow. We've luckily been getting enough rain where I haven't actually had to water very much at all. It just keeps doing it every like every other day or so for me. Did By the way, I pulled rain. out the um, stuff. It's it's you, you okay? So it's you spray silver. I think he used the GW. Uh, it's not gunmetal. What the hell is it called? Lead belcher. Lead belcher. That dark. Well, it's dark. Really? Yeah. Oh, wait, 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 wait. And then he layered some of the light mithril GW bullshit. I'm just gonna zenithol. Ah, I bought I bought fucking 
Uh, to, I use Tamiya all the time for Zenithal because Tamiya medals, I think, are probably the best you can get. If you're um, doing so Rattle Can, yeah. Yeah, so I got metallic silver to Zenithal. So it's going to be bright silver on the top and dark silver everywhere else. And so he, what he did was he contrasted gri uh, Griff Charger Gray. I have the paints in front of me. That's why. I have yeah. it in a brown bag, ironically. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I have Griff Charger Gray. And that you wash the entire model in that. Like, you, don't, you don't actually like layer this. So the entire model gets Griff Charger Gray. And then um, you do Achillean? Is that Achillean? Achillean? Achillean green. It's one of the GW paints. It's it's Achillean or Achillean green, uh, and that's where you that's where you layer the um. It's like a greenish blue. Yeah. And you leave what and you leave whatever silver silver, um, and then you paint the gun whatever the hell you want, um. But yeah, no, that that's that's essentially how he did it, and it came out looking pretty damn good. It was Duncan, so I trust Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's going to give you a, a nice, recognizable scheme without taking tons and tons of time. You know, exactly. There's other techniques you could do that would definitely look better, but you don't want to spend an hour plus per marine body, so you'll get a very good effect for reasonably easy. I went on YouTube just to kind of look at Alpha, Alpha Legion, so his comes up, and then GW also did a new one that's a little bit more, not complicated, I just don't like it. They yeah. don't do the Griff Charger Gray underneath, and it looks a little bit more blue. Yeah. I like the more silvery green, in my mm -hmm. opinion. Um, that's why the grift grift charges there. But anyway, um, and then every other fucking YouTube video, literally every single one was, all right, spray the paint model. And I'm like, okay, okay. All right. Now whip out your airbrush. And I'm like, well, yeah, fucking okay. <laughs> every fucking time. We're living a parallel universe here ahead of you. Now, I, honestly, airbrushing, it really does help with a lot of stuff with this, especially because if you were doing, I, I don't use the, the sprays anymore for metals. Vallejo has a great metal line of, just tons of colors. I sp I use my airbrush to spray all those instead. Mm. All right. Um, I think that does it for hobby. Uh, so we'll go on to news. We'll keep this reasonably short because there's no there's no Titanicus news, at least not of late. Oh, actually, no, there is. It's been so long we forgot about it entirely. The um we never. That's right. Yeah. See. FAQs. FAQs and also ah. they put out that um that scenario. Yep. Yeah. It's actually been so long we didn't. I actually haven't dug into the scenario. I haven't either. So, so since neither of us have, or we haven't, maybe that'll be for the next thing, just because that we were not literally sitting on air reading a scenario first. <laughs> but they did. Um, what did they do for, yeah, in the FAQ? I, I remember all they did was change the Volkite. Yes. Yeah, oh, yes. But it's yes, a yes. very, very nice change. Yes, it is. So you know agree. how like the Volkite struggles against the Mega Bolter in like two thirds of the respects because it's the same range profile, but it's effectively one step worse at hitting all the way through, right? Yeah. Like that one downside. Yeah. Well, what if you just didn't have to roll to hit? <laughs> what if you just did it? That'd be cool. Yeah. So they gave um the Volkite weapons for the Warhound and Reaver Beam Two, I believe. Beam Sounds two. right to two. me. Yes, I'm pulling it up now. No, it's been. I remember this because I, 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 the big complaint I had with the Volkite was, all right, it's it's a little bit higher strength. Okay, so it shocks the shields a bit, but it's a more expensive Mega Bolter. Why the fuck would I ever take it? Now it just auto hits. So, I mean, that's pretty great. It's what twenty. That's you the thing push I wish the reactor, but but on a Reaver, that's okay. 
On a warhead, it's risky, but on Reaver, it's like, fuck yeah, I'm pushing my reactor and auto-hitting you. 24 inch? Um, 20. That's what I was... It's range yeah, so 20. That... Yeah. But both Warhound Arm yeah, and Reaver Carapace. Bolter, though. Yeah, 20, 20, two twos on the Volkite Eradicators. It's two so on now it. they average about the same for hits against shields. Mm -hmm. But the difference is the Volkite is consistent, as in it's almost always going to happen if you don't go crazy. Um, whereas the Mega Bolter, you can have those spikes that are really nice, but you could also just completely whiff. Yeah. So the Volkai is now the reliable option. Interesting. I like the change a yeah. lot. And there's no points bump either. They went, yeah, this is a little flaccid right now. Let's fix that. Yeah. The, I mean, the... let's be honest. Volkai just looks cooler, period. In my opinion. Like, yeah. I oh, it does. It absolutely it's does. It's one of the coolest looking guns in 30K. It, 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 it works well, too, in 30K, but it just, it, I think it's one of the coolest looking guns. So do you, do you guys have the... Uh, FAQ in front of you because I opened it because there I is some other changes. I'm checking which of these are actually well, the big ones that I saw was that they changed the older books to reflect the newer books. Yes, that's what I saw. Like they they basically because you have the loyalists and trader books, and I think there were no changes in the loyalists and trader books, um, yeah. but they changed like all the other previous books to match the loyalists and trader books. There, there was a lot of that. So a few. Yes, they a few... also clarified blast and carapace. Yep, I'm on um, that right now. It's a very straightforward thing, but it's um, it's something they did. Yeah. So for that, um, essentially on the blast, they added a paragraph. Um, if it targets a unit with a weapon that has both a three and a five inch and carapace traits, the unit is within a number of equals. To, if you're within a number of inches equal to your firing titan scale so in other words you can't target it automatically misses in that case you place the center of the hole the blast template a number of inches away from this firing unit equal to the unit scale so you can't shoot things closer and they tell you what happens if you do try to shoot closer um they oh, changed vortex a as lot well. of sense yeah they also I changed the way the vortex works available yes they did that was a big one i'm sorry i forgot about yeah. yeah they made they they nerfed vortex thank fucking jesus well we didn't encounter because we're not assholes but I've seen fucking what was it? The the Corsair Maniple. Five. Five okay. Vortex Corsair. Yeah, five Vortex and the five, yeah, fuck out of here. Pe yeah. Why do people do this? Why why, guys? So, so so to so mention what it what the change was. Um originally it was um any model touch, so you put down your template, all like that, you do scatters, everything. Anything under it would take D6 strength 10 hits, bypassing void shields. Now it's D3 plus 1 strength 10 hits, bypassing void shields. Um, so, could be less, but it could actually be really good as well with that. You know, it's, it's, it's more consistent. It's technically half a hit less on average. Yeah. But no one's ever rolled three and a half hits on anything. No. And you're going to miss out on that feels bad moment of rolling a one, which is really nice. Um, but it gets away from the absurdity of, oh, yeah, here's six hits the way you locate. Ten hits. Yeah. Most yeah. of the other changes were to bring it in line, older books, with what is been put out in the Trader and the Loyalist Legios books. Actually looking at it, I think that's literally it. Yeah. Um, that and the Volkite update at the very end. Yep. Yes. And they changed 
Yeah, one stratagem that would have been the same off of it. And then some FAQ, they added the FAQ. Uh, no, that's still the same stuff. Duma Moloch got a, an FAQ of them. Is the knife fighter special rule from the Ferox Manipole triggered uh, by the target scale or by the firing unit scale? It's the firing unit scale. So they clarified that. I guess some people had questions about that. But yeah, then it's just the stuff we mentioned at the end. That's honestly it. So nice and nice and simple. Oh, I, now, I don't know why someone asked this. I guess someone asked it because they wanted to be sure. But th there is one new thing that isn't just a, a, a normal update. Someone asked the question, if a stratagem is not included in the Loyalist Legio supplement, because it's coming out of the Loyalist Legio's book, but is normally available to any Titan Legion or Loyalist Titan Legion, can it still be used? Yes. Um, they talk about all the reasons why, but essentially like, oh, if it's from the core book and it's not in the loyalist, yes, you're still allowed to use it. So. Makes sense. Yeah. I, I guess I people had what, asked that. I don't that, know but... which ones are missing. I guess the white dwarf one might be missed. It's probably, yeah, it's probably sense. something like that. It's probably like Possibly. one weird edge case but, of something. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe next time we'll go through and we'll discuss that little uh, scenario and all they gave because we haven't read it yet. Uh, I completely forgot about that. It's been too much heresy stuff. But at this point, all heresy pre-orders are out there. If you waited, you can still get the big box. Um, but that might be just about your only option. I'm actually on it now. You can still get the big box. You can still get the heavy weapons. You can still get both books. You can get the map. Get that fancy, fancy map. All it's the dice. Nice I, I'll give props or props or Oh, did nice specialist weapons sell out finally? Um, I believe so. Yes, I'm scrolling through. Oh, you can you can still okay. get the bookmark. I'm, scroll, I'm gonna scroll yep. with you. Fancy bookmark. Yep, it's definitely out. Um, you can still get a single scatter die for eighty five cents. <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, man, oddly if you're enough, that box that you're gonna need. Yeah. It. yeah. The only transfer sheet sold out so far is Alpha Legion. Dan, you bought too many of them. I blame Dan. I bought I'm three. I, listen, <laughs> it so, is Dan's a, fault. Oh my people god! People will fucking listen. People can rap me all they want. I will. But last time when I bought fucking what was it? Custodies. I bought one Custodies transfer sheet, and it was sold out for seven fucking months. Yeah. Seven fucking months. I had to wait for another one, and I used that. I used my one to like. I have it here. I still have the original one and then like the new one. The original one is maybe like three or four ones left. Um, but I know for a goddamn fact that like transfer sheets are damn gold and it's sometimes better to hoard them a little. It's like the same reason why I hoarded my custodies dice. I have like a thousand dollars worth of custodies dice in my house right now that I refuse to open them. They're still in shrink wrap just because if I lose a die, I can then replace it. You have just the most particular type of opulence that i've ever heard you're like i have this this pack of dice that i could sell for five times what i bought it for that's in case i lose one of these golden boys like yeah, that is that's like a power play <laughs> just like a really weird power play yeah luke luke absolutely hates me because okay so i don't know if you, the, actually let's put luke was so on the podcast pull, before pull up ebay for like five seconds yeah you ebay so let me see if they have a listing for it. Custodies, right. dice. Uh, now, while he e while he eBay's quietly to himself, rather than reading it out loud like a sixth grader, um, the transfer sheets have five hundred over five hundred transfers on it. I can see why you need yeah. it for custodies because you have more than that amount of custodies. 
But I don't oh. know. I went with one sheet. I should be good. I should be good for a while, at least out of the box. Like maybe later if I need one, sure. But I'll be good out of the box. Who doesn't know the Forge World transfers? Those rectangles on there, right? Like those little rectangles, little pictures on them. Mm. That's a banner, not like a back banner. That's like a a banner banner. Banner banner. Yep. Yeah. And I haven't used Forge World transfers myself. They're really but, good. But um, they're not flat colors throughout, unlike the GW ones. And mm. what I hear is they're more durable than GW ones. Yes. They're not going to rip every time you try to apply one. No. So if you're on the fence, it's something that's worth considering. Yeah. Especially if you could convince your local game store to order one for you. Because it is something they get retail discounts on. Yeah. If, if, you're, if you're using it, um, if your store can carry it, or if not, you can get it off of Amazon, a bottle of Microsoft Microset that will help your life so much doing transfers. Um. You, you gloss goes first, you you put the one down, put the transfer down, the other one goes on top. It's the micro set, I think, that goes down first, the micro saw, I forget which one, which one, which. It's always the opposite of what you think it should be. Um, but they go on exceptionally well. They're I, Doing that, I've never had to cut a transfer, because usually if you put them on non-flat surfaces, there's that concern of it bubbles up or doesn't flip fit right, so you got to cut the corners. Using that stuff, I've never had to cut a transfer. And I've covered my Titans and all in the transfer, so... Um, did way, you find your say, eBay you thing? eBay? Yeah. Yeah. You type in Custodes Dice Black Library. Yeah. I have six of those still in seal. All right. How much are in they going for? Just one. Yep. Well, what are they going for on eBay? What are they selling for? Now, what are people posting? You can post it for whatever you want. That. All I see is the the sell for. Uh, that, But that's useless. You want to see the yeah. what, what they I sold for. So, so if you um, go to the left side on the filters and scroll uh -huh. down. There's a checkbox for completed items and a checkbox for sold items. You want the sold yeah, items. it's under I'm yeah, it's under items. refine. Yeah, you want sold. Oh, okay. Because I about could list it for crazy prices. Yep. About a hundred thirty-two to hundred fifty. <laughs> you got six of them. You could fund your heresy with them, <laughs> but you're like, no, I might lose one one day. So exactly. I I need I need a hundred and twenty dice to replace in case I start losing them. You could eat the damn things and you still have enough. Well, don't you know, Dan's final goal is to have one die per custodies, so you can track oh all God. their wounds. <laughs> <laughs> now that you could uh, do the character allocation. Oh my God, I would never do that. Could you imagine? Oh my God. Well, no, you can't, Dan. Remember, if your character takes one wound, they eat that entire pool. No. Although, no, no. if it's lots of little pools, then you might... You might get yeah. It's down. a lot of little pools. Remember, it's you yeah. can your character can stop in the pool. It's so dumb. I hate it. I'm I'm never gonna play it like that. It's so retarded. No, I'll tell you what. If you have enough dice, not for the custodians that you have on the board, but for all the custodians you own, yeah, I'll let you allocate wounds individually, however you want, just so you have to bring like extra. <laughs> you have to bring an extra bucket dice. of dice for this. Jesus. <laughs> I was imagining Dan rolling up the five-gallon like Home Depot bucket, um, just filled with these custodies dice, still in shrink, just waiting, like just in case I get wounded, I have to crack this open. Oh, man. So, so looking at the yeah. other things sold out, it, it's the special things that we thought, like the Rhino, the Kratos Heavy Assault Tank is out there, the Mark Fours and Threes, they're giant bundles that they did. Um, but interestingly, so, they still have reaction tokens. Yes. In theory. Uh, they're listed because that's what if you pre-order stuff or something if you yeah, pre-order pre the box. box that 
you might get one if you're early enough in the order or whatever. But yeah. it's I don't know if they still have them. I don't know if they're out of them. I thought it says out of stock. It doesn't say out of stock. Order it. Yeah. It just says available while stocks last. They don't. They don't because they don't have an order ability, so they're not saying it's temporarily yeah. out. Um, that is true. So, so all this stuff drops in essentially two weeks from now on the 18th. I know, Steve, you said your store is doing like a midnight release or something. We were thinking about it, but we okay. decided against it. Okay. Um, because we're, we'd rather be able to wake up on time to run our speed painting competition the next day. Got it. Um, the only other thing I want to mention about the release. Steve banned me from the speed painting competition. That's not true. <laughs> I mean, Dan, do you want to win uh, a um, a galaxy map? Is that what the prize is? It's among the prizes. If we have enough people and we get certain other things that might or might not come, we could not get a straight answer. There might be yeah. other stuff in that pool. Okay. Save What's your trip from uh, Manhattan. Model? It's speed painting one model, I'm assuming, right? One model, yeah. Two hours, one model. Um, there are some very good painters in that mix. But my plan is to do a follow-up event in like two or three weeks and go, okay, now you have one hour. Yeah, and then a follow up towards the end of like the slow groom. Like, okay, you have thirty minutes, go. Yeah, because that's like the the traditional speed painting time frame. Doing it a little more extended to start, just because like it's a new concept for a lot of my local community. Yeah, I don't want them to like put primer down and go, oh, that's it. <laughs> the idea is it's going to help them like break out of their habit of like spending ten hours on model when they have a twenty man squad of marines to the build and paint yeah you know well dan will probably be busy because i'm pretty sure you're coming over my house that time yeah yeah Uh, that's at least that's what's in the calendar um only other thing i want to mention heresy related is now i'm sure they did this for very good reasons uh steve since you work at a store i'm sure you're aware of this as well but i'm not sure if everyone else is of things they did the way oh that's trash yeah it's absolute crash yeah okay so man. um dan do you yep. do you know of what we're talking about nope okay so play okay we got ratioed yeah so so oh, yes yes I, okay. uh, yes yes i was talking to rich about this that was stupid yeah. yeah so so for anyone not in the know what they ended up doing is you could as far as we know you could order as many boxes of the the big box that you wanted and for every two big boxes that you ordered you could get one each of the essentially the loyal book and the trader book. And then for every four boxes of the big one you ordered, you could you had the privilege of ordering one of essentially whatever else. So if you wanted like the rhinos or the Kratos, all of that, you could order one if you for every four boxes you order. So like our store, they ordered 30 of them. So if anyone's looking for it and you're local to New Jersey, we will have boxes. But he was only able to get, uh, sorry, for Maple in New Jersey. But um, if you want one of the special things, he was only then able to order seven. So he's getting seven rhinos, seven Kratos, things like that. They, I, I, I would like to think, and I believe I'm wrong, I would like to think it's because of amounts. They just didn't have enough. And the fact that they temporarily sold out, okay. But I bet they could have done more for stores, and they probably wanted to keep a decent amount for themselves because then they don't have to give margin. But the fact that it sold out at least 
I'm at least happy that it wasn't like, oh, stores, you can't order any more. Man, but we got them all online. You can come get ten, plenty, plenty more. So, I don't know. I, I, I just hope whenever it's done, they let them just stock as much as they want. Because otherwise, a lot of stores, like, if you didn't direct order, and let's face it, if, if you don't want GW doing these practices, don't direct order. Things that you can get in a store, get it from the store. Because that will teach them not to do this to stores. Um, but I'm hoping when it restocks in, they'll let them get what they want. Because I know at least in ours, it, the, the main people want one. Okay, you can get one of each of these things. If you want more, uh, too bad. You'll wait. We'll see when it comes in. Yeah, what we ended up doing was because we had more people request um, specialist weapon sets mm -hmm. than we were able to get with our ratios, mm -hmm. we had to throw in weapon sets off the GW web store just to, you know, make sure everyone got what they wanted. Yeah. Um, and we, it's probably going to come in a couple days after the release day. And I feel bad that guys have to wait, but at least they could work on their basic troopers in the meantime. Yeah. There's but, plenty yeah. in that box you can work on while you wait for it, but yeah. Absolutely, but just it just sucks. That's an extra trip you have to make to the store and such. So we shall see how things go. I the worst part of it, I think, is the books. Yes, you get one book per box. I mean, there's a point where we had a two to one trader loyalist ratio in the pre in like the hey, I would like you to order this. Yep, like list we had. Luckily, like we have, we got more loyalists to kind of even things out, like in terms of like overall composition. But like, if yet anyone who has an existing heresy army, mm. even if they buy the box set because they want the rule book on day one, right? Mm. And they have a loyalist and a trader army, they need both of the books. Yep. Which means that they are now ha taking quote unquote more than their share. Yes. It's just a horrible setup. The you're right. The book one is probably the one that's the most egregious because the other things have sold out. The books have not, and since the books haven't sold out, that means they got plenty of them. They should have let you just order it. If they want to allocate your books, let you order one for one then, but let you order it the way you want. Maybe at least do it that way, not like oh, you order both. Well, you get to do one of each. Maybe you want a lot more of one, or just let people order as many books as they want. I mean, they're already exactly. charging you a bunch for the book. Let people order it. That was the one thing I wanted to mention because. Uh, it's known reasonably well, it seems like, for people who are either in-game stores or around-game stores, but other people may not have realized they did this. But like I said, it's, it's, it's not a good practice. It's not a feel-good practice. They did somewhat similar things with Indominus and stuff like that, where they made you order certain amounts to get different pieces. So, um, I don't know, but... It's, it's selling well, which is nice. So, obviously, once that comes out, once we have books in hand... We'll be doing a lot more coverage related to heresy. Um, once we have it, I'd like to do some shorter things on the different legions in there, talking about them, talking about what we see, going over, you know, rules, you know, changes, especially for you guys to discuss with people, maybe some of the changes, things like that. Um, and the hope is the weekend it comes out, hopefully we'll start having something because I know at least between you two and probably Sean as well, I won't be able, I literally have to just be on, the job of trying to trying to keep you all calm which is probably not going to work all right if that is it then maybe we'll move on to the main topic oh yeah speaking of heresy how about those corrupted <laughs> titans <laughs> yep the ultimate heresy yeah pretty much so for, for anyone following along at home um the only other thing we haven't really went 
Did we do ever? Uh, stratagems we didn't do. Maybe we'll do those. We'll see about in the stratagems future. Stratagems and corrupted titans. Yeah. Yep. So the goal tonight is we're going to do the corrupted titans. We're giving ourselves a realistic goal of not saying we're going to cover all these pages and now we're making near it. Um, for anyone following along, it's page 163. Um, well, technically 162, they give you a little bit of ideas about it, but we're going to take a look at 163. Um, so I, it's been a little bit, honestly, since I played, because for the longest time I wasn't playing much of any games, honestly. I'm now trying to get out there more, especially with it being summer and all. Um, have both of you, have you both of you used these tables and mutations? Yes, I have. Okay. I, I have gotten killed by quite a few Titans with them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And, uh, and uh, the guy in our store, Josh, uses it a lot for the spit. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I haven't got a chance to play with it too, too much. Only a little bit, but. All right. So we should probably start with using uh, Corrupted Titans so we know what actually is required in this. Um, does anyone in particular want to start or? I mean, um, yeah, I'll give, I'll give a quick overview. Yeah. Yeah, go for it. So any Titan except the Titans Legends, like named character Titans, which I would love if they reprinted that set. Anyway, they need to. Um, any Titan um, that's on a named character Titan within either a Trader Titan army or a Trader Knight army, you could be upgraded to be a Corrupted Titan at additional costs based on what mutation you take. Um, and then no matter what base mutation you get, you get a set of rules that kind of restrict the way you use it and change some things. Um, so you have to purchase what's called a base mutation. Hmm. Um, they kind of have like God alignments a little bit in here. Like you have like, oh, this one's your angry. This one's your smelly. This one's your fast. So you could kind of, you know, figure out which one goes where. And there's a couple that feel rather like nice and unaligned. So there's good variety in it. Um, you can then take additional mutations based on how big your Titan is. Um, that table's on the following page, two pages later. Yeah, 165. Um, so, for example, a Warhound could have two mutations. A Warlord could have three. And um, the Big Boys could have four. Okay. So it's, a, it's like an extra one or two. Um, the points do add up as you go, though, so definitely keep an eye on that unless you just want to do something really silly and really fun. Um, but yeah. Um, let's see. Um, your command checks are reduced by one as a penalty. The idea is you have the energies of chaos flowing through you. Um, taking orders is probably a little bit more difficult. But this is all command checks, including, for example... Um, the machine spirit tests. Yeah. And if you if you, um, got, if you take additional if, mutations, yeah. it's an extra penalty. So it goes to a minus two instead of minus one. That's um, rough. So if you're facing trader titans and you don't want them getting orders, then some of those Legio perks and upgraded effect command checks might come into play because when they stack, it definitely makes a difference. Um, especially when you're already at minus two, going to like a minus three, minus four. That's a little bit noticeable. Um, your leisure traits cannot be used to ignore penalties to these command checks because it doesn't matter, you know, how brave you are. If you're also insane, you know, it's not going to get you that far. Um, but, you know, other things allow, do still allow you to ignore it. Um, if you awaken the machine spirit, there's a new table just for Cups and Titans. And we talked about this a little bit last time. Yeah. We get a little bit more into it. Yeah. This time. 
Um, I think you should do that now and then jump back for the Princeps and URS traits because that's all the other that uh finishes yeah, yeah. that out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So awakened entity. Uh, I feel like Dan might want to introduce a couple of these. Yeah. 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 So yeah we can I'll round start, robin this. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, I mean, I'll start with the worst result. Uh, so essentially, this is the same. This basically replaces your awakened machine. Contemptuous. So, yeah. so that's the big thing. So that instead of getting an awakened machine spirit, you now roll on the awakened entity table. So this is basically a replacement for that. Um, not a complete replacement, though, because, for example, if you're a Furian player, you cannot select something off this table. You can only select something off the awakened machine spirit table. So. Mm. That's why I wanted to make, clarify. So, number one, contemptuous. Um, th- there is no effect. <laughs> well, moved uh, down uh, number two. No, other, other than, than ending, ending the, the current, current action, action. that's Riveting. a big thing. Yeah, Riveting. It, it, Riveting. but no, but that's the big thing because it just stops whatever you were doing. You also don't get oh, to oh do God. the thing. Oh God! I guess. I mean, I feel like it's, oh, no, I got it. Where the hell is the machine spirit awake machine spirit table for one? I can't remember. It's in the main book. Um, is it not in this book? No, no why would it be in this book? You would think. No. Nah, it's not in here. It's GW. Uh, That's what, not the what, way what, they what, do rules. Yeah, of course not. Um, I'll just do number two. Yeah. But yeah, it ends your current action. There is no fact. It's basically... Uh, f- number two, fearful. All right. So essentially, yeah, you're afraid. Uh, the corrupted titan immediately moves d3 inches straight backwards, adding one to the roll for each point of critical damage the titan has suffered, stopping before it collides with anything. Uh, oops, sorry. Stopping before it collides with anything. If the corrupted titan moves more than its boosted speed characteristic, it immediately suffers d3 strength eight hits to its legs. These hits are taken in the Titan's front arc and ignore a void shield. If the Titan is unable to uh, move for any reason, for example, it is treated as mobilized. Uh, a treat as a result is contemptuous instead. Okay, so um, here's a quick question when I read this. Yeah. Uh, it says for each point of critical damage. That the, so let's say I have oh, fucking, uh, two pips in the head, two pips in the body, one pip in the leg, right? Yeah. Is that five points of critical damage? That's how that would read? Hey. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's per oh, no. each point. Yeah, so in your little tri- okay. mostly your triangles, trackers. Yeah, if you have spots on those, yeah, it's each pip. Got it. Okay. I mean, because I'm thinking about it says if it moves more than its boosted speed. How the fuck? <sighs> well, I mean, a warlord is only six max. If it has three crits on it when this happens, and you roll it, that's deep. already basically there. No, because a D three yeah, plus more. three is six. Sorry, take a fourth one. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was gonna say you would need like four. I mean, at what point are you taking like four fucking crits? And it's you know, okay. not being dead. Yeah, exactly. It happens, but it, it will be a, like a. It's going to be a rarity that you take the extra damage, but it is actually possible to take this extra damage. God. You're you're dead at that point. Honestly, you're essentially almost yeah. dead, and since you have so many crits on you, you most definitely. Mm, almost assuredly have at least a crit on the legs as well. So then the strength that it hits on your legs, now at a plus two or maybe a plus three or something like that, might just take you out. I do think that lore-wise, this is a neat little um, one to have in there. Because, mm-hmm. you know, at this point, when the Titans are possessed, they're living. Like, they're these giant half-machine, half-organic monstrosities. So the idea of a, a Titan being, like, spooked... Because the demon inside it is spooked is pretty cool. 
I agree. I mean, it sucks if it happens to you, but I mean, you know, that's that's the price of heresy. I'm I'm not. It's been so long since I've read some of the heresy books, and honestly, I just stopped. I got. It's cliche to say, but I got too busy to read books. I know they have audiobooks. So I go terror. back to that. But just read Siege of Terror. Yeah, uh, there's other ones I want to read. I just like it in general, but I don't often think, and maybe this is just me because I haven't read enough and all. I don't often think of like demons or the or these sort of warp entities as being scared. Is that is that something that gets explored? So, yeah, it is. So okay, so not to go off on a tangent because I'm uh, tangent is coming. Buff. Yeah, not so because okay. no, the War of the Web Way is a big thing that I like to read. Okay. Um, the 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 demons aren't technically Nurgle, Korn, Slanesh, and Zinch yet. It's very weird. Okay. There there are realms like there's demons that are super angry, but they're not blood for the blood god Korn yet, or at least we don't know they are that yet, right? Okay. And remember, uh, I mean, little spoilers here. So for anyone, um, demons are manifestations of human emotion. So yeah. not until it, it's very, uh, what's the word? The cat's not alive until you see if the cat's alive. Schrodinger's cat. Schrodinger's. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Schrodinger's demon. We didn't know it was corn until we named it corn. You know, right. we didn't name it Zinch until we named it Zinch. Um, they've existed forever, but human emotions kind of gave it that definity. So that being said, and that whole ramble, um, the demons aren't so much afraid as they are it's not the word isn't like they're direct directionless um, well so, so the awakened table the, the little fluff part it says it's it's they don't want to be destroyed yeah that's what it says it says the warp entity oh, it, fears oh, being cast it. back into the aether pushing yes, its new exactly. vessel to the limits to avoid its destruction okay so, so they just don't want to have to return that. back that's exactly the fear self-preservation essentially Yes, okay. that's the thing. Yeah, it's not fear; it's more self-preservation, which I guess is a form of fear. Um, the reason I bring this up is because in the war, war the war in the webway, um, you know, when the custodians were holding the webway down, the demons didn't so much retreat out of fear; they retreated so much as sometimes the sisters of silence would just eradicate their soul. Yeah, like they just don't even return to the ether; they're just gone. So it wasn't so much as fear as so much as I don't want to die. I guess that but is fear. fear, though. In that case, I would say yes. If your goal is like, yeah. oh, I don't want to go back to the immaterium, that's annoying. Okay, fear, but maybe a little bit different. That's that's sort of a, a fear that we can't comprehend. But pure, utter eradication, yeah. All right, so you start walking away. Oh, the, um, on the Waken Machine, the first one, haughty, is the same idea as this one, contemptuous, end the action, do nothing. Okay, that's what I thought. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad we checked that. Now, fearful, if I'm remembering correctly, that will correspond to the repair one, right? Yes. Yeah. Report corresponds to stalwart, which was get to make a repair roll. So they're repairing the machine spirits repairing itself, not because it's afraid, but because it wants like it. It's actually no. I wonder no, what so, is stalwart. Doing? So, so here, here's the fluff, and it makes a little sense yeah. as well. The Titan has a warrior spirit and refuses to die quietly. Where the fearful one is, I don't want to die. You know, where yeah. this one's like, it, it, it wants to be loved. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. It makes a repair roll. Um, yeah. It's essentially just, yeah, make repairs. Yeah. All right. That's cool. No, I like that. It's very almost two sides of the same coin kind oh, of Oh, absolutely. Shit. So far, like it is that. at least. 
Yeah, so far. Um, who wants to take bullish? I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Why not? I can read it from here. So, it's a little flip it. Uh, the warp entity charges forward, uncaring of those that stand in its way. The corrupted titan immediately moves a number of inches equal to its base speed characteristic straightforward, stopping if it were to collide with anything. After the move is ended, and after it's all in the effects of a collision, so it will collide if it does. It doesn't stop before the collision. It actually will hit someone. After that, the corrupted titan turns up to 45 degrees towards the nearest enemy, stopping before it collides with anything or if the enemy enters its front arc. Um, if it's unable to move so, it, if it's immobilized, then it goes straight down to contemptuous. So rather than backing away, it's going to start moving straight forward. Um, yeah, straight forward, and then it tries to turn. But it actually says stopping if it collides, so it will actually collide on that first thing. Um, that... Unlike the normal table, right? Where yeah. Where it's move D6 forwards and turn? Yeah, so the normal table is impetuous. The princeps fights to restrain the titan, which wishes only to advance. Yet it's a D6 straight forward, stopping before it collides with anything. So bullish will actually hit someone. Impetuous doesn't let you hit anyone. And then... Then and you turn as well. And it's your full base speed. So Warhounds are going to go six if they roll this. Yes. Whereas a Warlord will always be. Yeah, they'll 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 go less. So good for some of them. I, it's. Yeah. It, it, it feels so like a stronger generally version. Generally, this is faster. Yeah. Yeah. But it's more dangerous. Version. It's a more aggressive version. Yeah. Because you actually are going to hit them. So you could actually get uh, potentially damaged. Interesting. Huh? All right, someone wants to take the next one. I dropped my book, so I have to get back to the page. I got you. <laughs> yep. I'll take this All one. Right, as so. I'm, painting, I'm painting corn demons. <laughs> so, blood hungry. The warp entity charges forward, determined to bring death to all who defy it. So the corrupted titan immediately moves a number of inches equal to its base speed characteristic straight forward towards the closest unit. Oh, interesting. I thought it would be close enemy. Closest unit within its front arc, stopping before it collides with anything. If there are no units, friend or foe, within its front arc, it turns 45 degrees towards the nearest enemy unit instead of moving, stopping before it collides with anything or if the enemy unit, uh, if the enemy enters its front arc. Then, if there is a unit, friend or foe, within one inch, within its front arc, it makes a smash attack against that unit with a dice value of D3 plus one. Hmm. So don't be near it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Don't, don't be near it. Or don't yeah, don't be I'm... don't have one of your own titans in front of it because it will walk forward yeah. towards you because it does walk towards closest. It's not closest enemy. Mm. Okay. I mean, what I can really see this happening is like a reaver. You know, corrupt a reaver. Don't yeah. don't put it near any of your other shit. Yeah, you gotta have it in front. If your reaver's like yeah. all loaded down, um, especially like for a melee or something like that, get it. It has to be the one in front because this result, you're going to go smash your own stuff. In yeah. a perfect world, in a perfect world, it's your um, war. Ma I always got always yeah. confused with the goddamn warbringer. Warmaster is the, war the big boy. Yeah. Yeah. In a perfect, yeah, I always, I always confuse you. In a perfect world, you have the warmaster do this, like the melee warmaster, who goes insane and just charges forward and just drop kicks a poor, poor warhound. <laughs> D three so, plus one. By the way, I oh, oh, I did have a hobby experience. I played a game against a Warmaster Iconoclast the other day. 
How was that? It's oh. not that. When you have to fight over objectives and you're forced to go up to reach those objectives, hmm. there are very few downsides to that bad boy. I had a Warhound hiding behind a building. The big boy walks up to the other side of the building and because the chainsaw has a four-inch reach, it just reached out and just cut it down. <laughs> it was nice. impressive to watch. But uh, yeah, back to the table, back yeah. to the table. Um, so that means that Results three and four, bullish and blood hungry, both give you a base move, essentially forwards. Yeah, yeah, blood hungry will so, let you hit someone. Uh, yep. It, so this corresponds to on the normal table, on the awakened machine spirit table, to belligerent. Uh, the titan's machine spirit wishes to taste the enemy's defeat firsthand. It's a d6 move towards nearest enemy, so uh, potentially less move, but you're going towards enemies. Uh, you stop, you get within one inch. Um, you can do a rotation if necessary, um, if there's no one in, the same way they did here. Um, then if you have an enemy within one inch, you get to make a smash attack. Where this one you're doing um, D uh, smash attack one. with dice of D3 plus one. So, I mean, it's, cool. it's a little more dangerous, but so far the, the table's yeah. definitely better. Yes. It, it, oh, for more... that one, for hurting people, it's better so far. Yeah, I was going to say, it's more... It's more collateral damage. Yes. It, it, it can be more yes. collateral damage. Don't yeah, be near your fucking... Cool. Right. <laughs> don't be near your warp shit. All right. Steve, do you want to take Destructive? Uh, I guess I'll take this. Yeah. yeah. I'll take Destructive. Destructive. Yeah, the warp entity desires death, and it will not be denied. You choose one of the times weapons at random. If it's been disabled, you repair it as if it was repaired. Um, If it was working already, so otherwise... Untighten then attacks with the weapon, turning the nearest visible unit, once again, friend or foe, that I could fire at, using a BS and weapon skill of 4-up. If there's a units within its firing arc, it is instead blood-hungry. So either way, you're going you're gonna to go mess someone up. Mm. Um, this would put me off from doing a Reaver, just because that top gun has that 360 arc. Oh yeah, that's right! <laughs> You have a Vulcan Megamode that poops behind you. Or make it a warp missile and you fire it off turn one and forget. Yep. Those those are the two ways to do it. To optimize uh, the table, I guess. Dual melee and warp missile. That gives you three results that put you forward so far. Because um, destructive downgrades to blood hungry if you... Um, what's it called? If there's no units in firing arc. Oh wait, only if there's no units in fire arc, firing arc. So never mind, you would still have a firing arc, even if it's just for a melee weapon. But still, not yeah, bad. Like it. It, yeah, it, it, again, they're all good. The friend or foe part it's is dangerous. That's, that's, the part of the, that's part of the fun. Yeah, they're all, every result so far is stronger. I would, I, other than like stalwart, so I get to repair roll. Otherwise, every result is absolutely stronger, but you can hit yourself. So the, um, the equivalence here is Predator. The Titan wishes to hunt, and it will not be denied. You choose one of the weapons at random, um, using the tail. Yeah, uh, if it's been disabled or if there's no enemies in the fire, you treat it as the belligerent result, so the move forward step. So it doesn't repair weapon if it's all broken. Um, otherwise, it shoots someone at ballista skill four. But again, it's enemy. Um, oh, and this one is ballista skill and weapon skill. So disruptive lets you use. Instead of a five up, it's a four up. So it's better skill. Yeah. yeah, no, they're both four ups. They're both four ups, but predatory. Oh, that was a fun. Now, you're thinking, um, you might be thinking oh, one thinking of the, the wildfire. Yeah, I would say yeah. wildfire. Yeah, a destruction thing. 
But predatory only says ballistic skill. Uh, bu, 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 bu. That's gotta just. That's weird. It's gotta be an oversight. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, I'm sure actually if I look in the FAQ because it does say a weapon Ironically. at random. It doesn't say close combat, so it's probably a four up in both. If I pulled back up the FAQ, I'm sure they fixed that. Ironically, this makes warlords more accurate with melee weapons. Yes, I was just gonna. I was waiting for someone. I was. If no one was gonna I'm like, say it, Dan's I was, gonna start corrupting all his warlords now. Like, oh, fuck shit, yeah! Oh, shit, all my warlords get corrupted now. That's number one priority. <laughs> I like it. No, it looks good. And um, last but not least, wrathful. Yeah, go for it. The warp entity powers its weapons, ready to inflict devastation upon the enemy. The controlling player chooses one of the Titan's weapons that has not been disabled and attacks with it, using a Blizzard's web skill 4-up. Wow. Using the standard combat sequence. If all weapons are disabled, treat it as destructive instead. So essentially, you, you choose a weapon and attack. It yes. does not say you have to attack friendly units. No. So it's basically a free... And the, so number I assume six the, the free standard attack. combat sequence only lets you attack enemy units yes. normally. Yes. Okay, so this is the one that does not have a backfire. No. Besides ending your current action, which is what any of these will do anyway. Um, and if opens are broken, then you get to fix one because of destructive. Yes. Um, not bad. They are both on both tables called Wrathful. The only difference is instead of Warp Entity powers its weapon, it's the Machine Spirit powers its weapon. The last line about going to destructive is not there, though. So that is the one actual difference, unless like I said, unless it was FAQ'd, I'm gonna maybe take a quick second and try to pull that up and see if they ever did. I don't know if they ever did. Interesting. What page is this on? Forty four. So yeah, corrupted titans. It is double edged sword, you know. Yeah, not you listed in the FAQ. Big, you could hit yourself big. Yeah, the FAQ does not, not FAQ. list okay. do it doing so um, a, repairing and anything. And it's a deliberate difference. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that makes sense because. The predatory does not repair. So no. what would be the point of going from wrathful to predatory if the, you can't use it because your weapons are all disabled? Uh Corrupted Titans, break the entity table. It is a, it's a bag of fun. Yes. If you like Legio Interfector and it's crazy titans, you're probably all about this table because it just goes right into the playstyle of fuck it, something somewhere is gonna die. Let's yeah. just do it. If if you're playing um, for fun, I think you're going to enjoy it a lot. If you're trying to play like you know to make smart decisions, it's still a good table. You just want to be careful with the way that you position, position and lap and overlap yeah. your titans. Like if you're a melee, you want them in front. You know, shooting things. I'm, I'm behind, Even but you still want them in front. <laughs> well, but you can't have Even everything then, in front. Yeah, because exactly well that's why you probably don't want to do everything as a corrupted titan yeah but like blood hungry is it, it, a smash it's not a shot disruptive destructive would be your issue but yeah, yeah but you gotta be careful yeah but a smash from a warlord is no joke either though if it if you're close enough to it ooh, mm. ooh. just cost wise i don't think you'd corrupt everything but yeah don't uh, unless you're going for just pure insanity a specific theme yeah. yeah, if you're going for pure insanity, corrupt everything. Otherwise, make make smart choices and try to have your corrupt anything corrupted running in front. And that's the awakened entity table. It's I, I once again, I just love the name of this thing, awakened entity. Yes, it really just it's fantastic. I lo I like the theme of this. I like you know the the risk reward of it. 
And it's a lar- I feel that this table is a large balancing factor to everything we're about to get into yeah. when it comes to Corrupted Titan. So, uh, the Princeps Senores, if they are a Corrupted Titan, uh, the last bullet point on um, using Corrupted Titans, mm-hmm. a Corrupted Titan commanded by Princeps Senores rolls on a D6 on the Corrupted Titan personal trait table or chooses if both players agree. You, um, yeah, so you cannot roll... If your warlord is corrupted, you cannot roll um, the normal table or choose from the normal table. You could you could roll on the legio specific table. Yeah, you're still out to your not legio the generic table. table. So you lose the generic table and gain the, and only have the legio and the corrupted one. So that means if you're banking on stealing priority mid turn, you don't want corrupted princess. No. If you're banking on a reckless maverick, once again. Probably don't want to steal the princeps. I'll put it do a corrupted princeps. If you're Furians and your trait is uh, I could disable your weapon a little bit harder to fix. Once again, uh, we'll have to see if there's a corrupted Titan trait that we like. Yeah. All right. Turning the page over. Corrupted yeah. Titan personal trait. We have six on this table. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. The Legio traits and the core rulebook both only have three in the table right why do you ask me once i close the damn book all right i'm gonna go look yeah i, I love making life difficult yeah i don't recall i want to say that's correct but i, I just I, remember I, the re-roll one die a turn pivot 45 at a minus one to hit and steal priority i don't remember any others um i'm getting to it and all the legios is just d3 traits so where the hell they put this uh no it's six there's six personal traits. It is six. Yeah, yeah, there's six. What? Um, I guess the other three I just never considered. Yeah, uh, choose going oh, one of those first. Is an extra command point. Command check reroll. Turn for swift killer. Um, adding a when making a repair roll, uh, controlling player Action. can add one yep. to the result of the d6. Uh, reroll single d6 for your war uh, for your princeps. And uh, potentially ignore a catastrophic damage roll. Right, that one. Yeah. yeah. So okay, never mind. That is a, a, a six table versus a six table. Yeah, makes sense because they they wanted you to roll a d6 originally, and they're like, yeah, you don't have to do yeah. that garbage. I wonder if um, I wonder if these line up too, like with like similar themes taken from different. We'll find out. We have All it right, here. So for, yeah. First up, tormentor. The warp entity delights in inflicting pain upon its foe, savoring their suffering as it picks them apart. When making a target attack against the Titan, the Prince of the Titan adds one to the result of all hit rolls it makes against a location that has not suffered critical damage. This is in addition to any negative modifiers. So essentially, minus two to targeted shooting, plus one for this. Ignore one penalty for um, Furians, because I know Dan's thinking it there in the background. Oh wait, Furians targeting... Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, this is an interesting one. Not right. my favorite trade ever because it so, forces you to spread out damage or use this as your opener, like your initial opening attack. Yeah. But it's not bad either. I mean, if you're going, if, if, if I mean, I could see this in, in range. Okay. So maybe now you're only at a minus one. So you could still actually get some decent hits off. And it's until you suffer critical damage, if it is your first volley or if their shields are down, it might take a bit to get some of that critical damage unless you happen to get 
critical hits if you're just getting or sorry devastating hits mm-hmm. if you're getting you know direct hits anything like that you might be able to get through several of your guns with this so point of clarification when it you says know, add, well, when it says add to one of the hit rolls that's that's plus one right yeah 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 How- so so taking from a, again you were seeing legio furian i love this oh yeah taking no we know we know you yeah, love it yeah i i my opening volley when the shield is down is to target a location. I never really target. I mean, I, I always target the location with a Gatling blaster to finish him off, but I always target the location with the plasma cannon to open it up. So to, to now hit on a three up instead For of you, a four yeah. up on a, on a targeted location with a plasma cannon, that's, that's by all means, I'm happy with that one. This also pairs nicely with melee trait weapons because melee trait melee ignores the penalty for targeting. Yes. So then it's just a straight plus one. So Warlord will hit on two. Yes. Yeah, because they hit on three five plus two for the weapon and then plus plus one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's it's not bad for those either. Yeah. There are definitely use cases where you want this, but this is one of the things where you build into. Put a put it on a um an iconoclast. It already hits on twos though. Mm, I think it hits on threes. It trust me, Dan. <laughs> I, I got hit. I I, I, I I trust me, Dan. It's two. Um. It's well, two. so it the siege drill and the imploder are pl- on the chains. Yeah, yeah. They're plus twos. The chain sword is only a plus one. So the chain sword would not be twos. This would get it to twos, but your other weapons range. are. At long range, it's two because it's BS three between two and four inches, plus one, and it's still melee trait even if it's outside of that engagement two inches. Mm, yeah. What's well, so, Um. You can do it. There might be better. So things melee warlords love this. Yeah. Yes. Melee warlords love this. Honestly, I, right. I could imagine me taking a fucking Gatling Blaster, um, Gatling Blaster, uh, Warlord Power Fist, Claw. Power yep. Claw, and then, I don't know, whatever the fuck I want on the top. Let's say a Vulcan Mega. Who gives a shit? I'm never going to be using the top anyway because I'm going to be double moving or charging. Um, whatever's the cheapest, I was going to say. Apocalypse is always cheapest. Over, over the Vulcan Mega? Really? Yeah. I thought the Vulcan Magabolt were cheap. Oh, that's weird. Um, yeah, no, so the, I I could see me running that. Warp jumping that motherfucker. You know, getting a charge. I, I Yeah, no, I like that a lot. Hitting on a two with a power fist on a full charge to the threes. Yeah, until you hurt him. I like it. But that's not a bad trade-off. No similar result on the, uh, the other table. Nothing like that one. Okay. N- not exactly, All at least. Right. Yeah. All right, number two, Exemplar of Fear. Harrowing cries echo from the warp entity's titan, its terrible spirit clouding the minds of all around it. Once per round, when enemy titan within 12 of the princesses makes a command check to issue an order, they can be made to re-roll it. Ooh! <laughs> this is breaking one of, the, one of the golden rules of Games Workshop design philosophy. Yeah. You never make your opponent re-roll their dice. It's just yeah. not a thing you do. If for like no this. other reason, I like this just because it lets you break the typical convention of re-rolls are for yourself. 
Actually, no. I'm there is one mod that does break it. Um, fucking um, uh, big boy from Sigmar. Uh, big boy on three headed dragon. Um, not Archeon. Is it, Archeon? Is it Archeon? Really? Archeon's yeah, a three headed dragon. Yeah, it, he has a weird rule that you roll a dice, and whatever the value of the dice is, you have to re-roll that that dice for the head. That made the way you explained that made no sense. So, so you roll the dice. Let's I, say I, I get a five from Dan to English, yeah. and I yeah. Understand. So, if I roll a five, whenever you hit Archeon, if I roll a five uh, at the beginning of the turn, any hits of five on him have to be re-rolled. Got it. That makes more so sense. You, so you really. roll for a value, and then you, if you roll that value, you're forced to re-roll that value. Yeah, exactly. The, this, this one's better than Archeon's rule. Just saying. Yes. It does have a, a similar one. The, the number two on the personal trait, Ironclad Titan, is the opposite of um, I, it lets you re-roll your own command check once per turn. And this one is force your enemy to re-roll it. So it's the evil version of the other table. This is, this is the flexo really cool. to the other table's bender. I, yeah, yes, I got that. I got that <laughs> reference. I like it. Um, I just thought of a really, really funny um, setup. You do um, the, the twin Legio. One corrupted, one non-corrupted. One takes this, one takes the other. <laughs> That'd be thematically so cool. That would be good. I like that. Man. All right, Someone out there, please try that and let us know. I need to know. I have to know. Yeah. Please don't. How does it feel? All right. Who wants to take the next one? Uh, I'll do it. Go for it. Oh, shit, it's long. <laughs> Are you sure you want that? Would you prefer me do it instead because it's a lot to read to read there? No, I got it. I got it. All right. Strong of essence. The warp entity refuses to be cast back into the aether, reserving a portion of its strength to ensure it can seize a new host if required. If the Princeps Titan is destroyed before rolling on the catastrophic damage table, the player may choose a friendly, non-corrupted Titan within eight inches of the Princeps Titan. The chosen titan must be of the same class uh, as the princeps. The chosen titan is overtaken by the warp entity's essence and follows all the rules for being a princeps senioris. In addition, roll a d6. On a 4+, it retains the strong of essence personal trait. Otherwise, it has no personal trait. The new titan gains the same base mutation as the destroyed titan, but does not gain any of the additional mutations. Only a princeps seniors chosen during battle group selection counts for the purposes of determining victory points and other scenario effects. I like this. <laughs> this I, yeah, this I like cool. it. Depends on, on the base mutation, but I like it. It depends on what base mutation because they're all warhounds and yes. um, porker porkers. So that or like an all reaver maniple. Like if you have a maniple that is dedicated to a titan class, it's yeah. gonna be interesting, especially or, if you have or, one of the pricedier base mutations. Or Regia. That's that the one. That's why I run the man. That's the maniple I run all the time. Yeah, there's a lot and that you could have more than one of something. Other anyway. yeah. The warlords have to be close to each other anyway, and the fact yeah. that I f get for free the the mutation from one to the other i wonder so hold on a second you could only take one base mutation right yes correct or you could take no one base then you take additional one base that. yes so let's say i have ugh, fucking i'm just gonna read the names let's say i have pre-natural grace on one and warp conduit on the other and one dies and there's the print caps in your non-corrupted titan yeah you have to do non-corrupted non okay essentially that's I essentially the demons entering a, a, a new non-corrupted one yeah so i would do yes. this with regia 
I would do this with Regia. I take this, have one warlord to add the demon jump from one to the other. Yeah. If you're running a couple yeah. no, of this, the this same type, like this fun. is good. Yeah. And again, it's, it, 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 it keeps the same base mutation. It's not the strongest trait we've seen, but like, no. it's fun. If it's a, but I mean, I, the thing is, I don't, I don't know the base mutations. I know like it's the Alpharius mutation. That's what this is. This is Alpharius, the mutation. <laughs> it is Alpharius. No, I was gonna say I, I, I know the one or two mutations I take, the one or two base mutations I take. So if you have like a good mutation, this is actually pretty good. I, I like this one. That one's neat. Yeah, I'll give credit where credits too. I actually do like this one. And it is nice that you automatically make the transfer. There's no risk of the transfer failing. It's just a question of whether you keep the trait. And what's funny is if you keep the trait, it happens again. It can happen yep. again, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like a, like a Warhound spam manifold could be really funny with this. Um, the initial Titan does is the one that counts for victory points, just to clarify yes. the like the way yes, it's phrased. That, like, that, was the last part that first Titan, if it dies, like that's your princeps gone, if that's the scenario. But that's cool. That's fun. Oh God! Could you All imagine right. if it wasn't? If it if, if it was um I know the I know the uh, custodians have this as a stratagem. Here it's due to yeah yeah the, the hold the mantle where essentially for one CP your HQ goes nah bitch you thought you killed the warlord but he's now the warlord. <laughs> so it'd be really funny if that was the actual change. Um, All right, I'll I'll take a beast of aeons here. Says so the fourth entry. So the warp entity has existed since the dawn of time. And it believes only it knows the truth path to victory. The Princeps Titans can be issued an order without the need to make a man command check. If the Princeps Titan is issued an order in this manner, other Titans in the Princeps Manipole can only be issued the same order for the remainder of that phase. So you can get an order for free, no rolling required, but then it's the only order anyone's ever allowed to have that turn. That's actually, I mean, for the fact that you're a corrupted titan, and maybe if you took an extra mutation, you're already at a minus two. Let's face it, if you're a warlord, you know, okay, if maybe maybe hand. not awful, but if you're anything else, talking about this minus two, you are you might not be getting any of your commands you want. Even at a minus two, a warlord's at a four. Yeah. Four and a ten, well, so, so it's not still gives you the plus two. And yeah, but... Essentially, it cancels oh, out. Okay. It cancels out, so you're at th but, three. It, on a warhound that puts you in a very dicey position yeah and if you're a warhound in a squadron like a looper call manifold you could share the order yes so this could be very strong in a warhound force when you have a, a specific direction you want to take your manifold for a this turn or stops, two this also stops like the minuses shenanigans like if you have a minus to your your command checks or whatever like let's yep. say like if someone has shrieking or whatever and they have like a minus one or a minus two to your command checks. This will stop that because it just auto happens. Yeah, and and if it's if it's a good order, if it's the one you might want to be issuing to a lot, it's not necessarily a downside that everyone else would have to take the same if you already took that one, or if you're just not going to issue a lot of orders. You know what? Hold on, hold on. Yeah. Uh, I know you mentioned warhounds. What I, again? I'm going because I I play big boys. I always think in big terms. Iconoclast. Here you have an iconoclast. You really want to get that charge off. Someone plays either a stratagem. Not going to work, though. Two. Iconoclast can't be in a maniple. Nope. Oh, it's got to be in a maniple. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yep. I forgot that it oh, cannot do a prinkups on a maniple. Oh, wait a second, though. Does Twin Legion break that rule? Could they make that work? Uh, I'll flip to it. Hold on. 
Hold on. Do because I, I did the twins still let you do twinning outside like to um sport Titan? Hold on. I it's thought cannon. I, I got it. I thought I they it. did. Two face god. No, two No, per maniple. Okay, so now it is within the maniple. Wait. That it has. Uh, hold on. Let me read the rule because it's when fielding a Legio of Volcanum battle group, a player may nominate two Legio of Volcanum titans per maniple. Yeah, okay, so it's to not be... going to work. No, because yeah. there's two per maniple. Yep. No, wait, it does, though. Um, Twin Machines. I just closed the page. Um, now I got to go you back. You form to a it. squadron. So you loop it into someone else's order. Um, yeah. Yeah, but so I don't think a have... squadron has to be in the maniple. Correct. Two fa uh, Twin Machine Spirits lets you do squadrons to outside the maniple. Right? Okay. Let's take a look. Right? Because any two Titans could take it. So you could theoretically have your Princeps twinned to the Iconoclast or the Warmaster. And the Princeps, because they're in a squadron with the Warmaster, takes the automatic order. They could share it. The whole maniple is still going to be bound. I see what to you're it. saying. So, so you it's get not... half of the benefit you're trying to get. Uh, out of okay, it. I. Okay. Yeah. It's still at least half. Yeah. That's, that's a very specific example. Yeah. <laughs> it's not great, but it's no. There. Like you can do I'm it. So you should want to. That class, you can really... yeah. That's okay. If it doesn't work well for that kind of class, it works well for a lot of other things. Just, yeah. It's fun. There's no dodging the con, but you still do get. But you do get the pro of that. Yeah. In theory. If you're Volcanum, and want to pay the extra forty points in your list. All right. Uh, I'll take distorted form. I guess. Yeah, go for it. The warp entity has an ideal form and sends much of its time between battles shaping its new vessel in that at the start of each round's movement phase, the princeps type may distort its form. When it does so, the type may increase its space speed by one inch or increase its base maneuver characteristic by one. This effect lasts until... So it's movement phase only, but that extra inch is actually very interesting because it changes Warhounds and Reavers a lot when it comes to charges, because it bumps the base speed of the Warhound up to the plus three dice, and the boosted speed of the Reaver... Wait, boosted speed of Reaver is already plus three dice, yeah. because it's nine boosted. But still, um, this could stack with other traits for a total of plus three, I think, with the one stratagem. Uh, I, I believe so, yeah. And even just. I think there's a way to get plus two. So this could stack to a plus three, which is interesting. Yeah. Or you put this on your Warlord, and now all of a sudden that bitch maneuverable. Yes. Yeah, you could do you could do the movement if you just want to, if you need to get further up because you're positioning. Or now you can just maneuver more. Now you can actually get a couple extra turns and not have to start pushing your reactor. That one's. That one's good too. So far, this table's a lot of. It, it feels, the table feels good. Some, it's at least on par across the board. Agreed. Yeah, the other one, they are rather different. What the two tables do, this one has a little bit of a different focus, and that's good. It makes sense. But I, I don't see like the bad one. The other table has a few where I'm like, eh, I don't really know. Like they're all pretty good, but some I'm not too sure about. This one kind of depends on what you want or what you're taking. Like so far, they all feel like you could absolutely use them. You could build into some of these. Like, it's cool. Yeah. We got one left. Yeah. Dan, uh, want to send it home? Yeah. Or Dave? Oh, take it over. All right. I'll, I'll do it here. So, Shackled. 
The warp entity is bound by powerful rituals that give its summoner a measure of control over it. When the princeps titan is required to make an awakened entity table, you can roll two dice and pick which result replies. The same result can be rolled twice. So there's clarifying that if you roll like double fives, okay, well, you have a five. You don't get to re-roll for that. But roll two dice, choose. That's that's actually really, really good on this table because it mitigates, potentially helps mitigate some of the downside. Like, oh, I put my one Titan in the wrong spot. Oh, no, I rolled, you know, destructive and I'm my friendly Titan's the closest one. I'm now in bad shape. Well, hey, you rolled another die. Maybe you got the thing that you wanted. I I, I like that. I like this. Yeah, I like the I agree. table it, it, and it's... all. If you have multiple Crypted Titans, that's not a bad pick. Stupid or if question. you struggle with positioning. Yeah. Yeah. What is the math of rolling a five or a six now? What do, what five do you mean? Five or six on either die? Yes. Okay. So I so any one of those dice has a one in three chance of rolling a five or six, right? Yeah. Um from there, because you have two dice, um we'll just simplify it to to D threes, right? So um one out of nine outcomes, they both roll a five or six. Hmm. One, three. Oh, man. It's been so long since okay. I've done this so, in my head. So, so here's the easiest way to do this calculation. When you're wanting to calculate the chances of one like this, it is easier to calculate it doesn't occur. So let's say... Yes. We'll, we'll start with the kids. Because oh, so then... Be, um, hmm? Four-ninths of not happening, so five-ninths it does. So 55%. Yeah. yeah. So in this case, you say, okay, I don't want to roll those die. Okay. So on a single die, there's a two-thirds chance I don't roll a five or a six. When you want to calculate a probability, ask yourself, when you say it, and the easiest way I always teach my students is say it to yourself what you want. When you say the word and, you're going to multiply stuff. When you say the word or, you're going to add them. I don't want the, that five or six on the first or, and I also don't want it on the second. I don't want it on either dice. So it's going to be a product. So it'll be two-thirds times two-thirds. So four-ninths that you don't roll it at all. We talked about how there's one ninth that you're stuck with it entirely. So it, that's the sort of way. So four out of nine times, you won't have a five or six at all. And then you can talk about what's the chance that one of them is and one of them is something different. You know, that that's sort of the easiest way. But if, if those are your concerns or those ones, doing this gives you some pretty good assurance that you'll be able to select something else each turn. Okay. It's a good table. Honestly, I like the table overall. I really do. I don't I don't know if it's better than the other table. And maybe that's just because the other table will let me just take initiative when I want one time. But if you like removed that one, Swift Killer's good too, but you know, that one you could play around a little bit more. But if it wasn't for that one, I think I would absolutely hands down like this table more. That might be the only reason I might still choose the other one. All right. This table as a whole, just they feel very balanced against each other, and in general, I like it. Like this is very, very well thought out. Yeah, I it, agree. It shows. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know at that point because I haven't looked at. Actually, a lot of times CW doesn't tell us who the writers are anymore. But I don't know if it's the same writers and all as the original or or where they went with places or any of that sort of stuff. No, the original writers were off the project. Before they were the off by that. Okay. Yep. Um, this, it so far, at least through reading through it, 
what we've seen so far of this, it feels just better balanced. There's not the obvious choice or like two obvious choices. When you're looking at the the awakened entity table, there's not the obvious, you know, what I want versus what I don't. I kind of want all of them if I set myself up well. All of them other than like the first one could be pretty good for me if I'm prepared. It it it, it feels good the way they put this together. Mm, okay. No, I agree. All right. So we'll go through mutations. We can easily um, just round robin this as we go through. So we'll start with base mutations. Mm -hmm. um, when you designate as a corrupted titan, you have to purchase a base, and you can only ever have one base mutation. So there are what two, four, seven of them. It looks like. So first one is Predatorial Grace. A titan can be upgraded with this base mutation for twenty points once per round. A titan with this mutation can. The, sorry, can declare power to locomotors or power to stabilizers without pushing its reactor. That I'm, I I like that. I think that's a good, nice little twenty pointer. There's a lot of uses, especially if you're say taking a warlord or something like that. Um, and then they could be your princeps as well. So now you get some of these other, um, you get you might be able to take a good corrupted trait and everything like that. But being able to do that, I mean, if you're taking a warlord, you might want to be pushing a bunch or being able to turn more often if it's on a reaver instead unt at least the way i run them i run a little bit more melee or at least one arm melee i'm essentially pushing until i get close enough you know a warhound it would be great on too because you could they usually do want to get closer a lot of their weapons do want to be close um although i'm always a little bit leery about throwing extra points on them but it's only 20 to start so that's not too bad i'm sure to say i'm like on the opposite spectrum as and this as you, because hmm. I would say this is amazing on Warhounds and useless on Warlords. Okay. It doesn't actually boost what your thing is, and sure. Warlords could take the heat more often than not. Like, ah, whatever, it's a Warlord. I have four repair dice. I have a long track. I don't care about some heat. Hmm. Um, Warhounds, they roll that double. That's bad. So a free push once per round is very helpful, yeah. especially if you want to get up into position or run away from something or what have you. No, I can see that, yeah, because a, a war warhound in general, the general build out is close, or or medium to close, where the warlord general build out is probably medium to long, so it, it's helpful there. Probably more useful when you have such a short track and you can start overheating on the very first die roll you get. But I, I like that. All right, Dan, do you want to take the next one? We'll just cycle through and uh. Our normal talking order here. Let's see what we got here. Overwhelming rage. A Titan may be upgraded with this base mutation for 15 points. Okay. A Titan with this mutation adds one to the dice value of any weapons with the melee trait, uh, including smash attacks th that it is armed with. In addition, a Titan with this mutation would be ch issued a charge order without the need to make a command check. I like it. <laughs> well, yes, corn boy, you would like it. Sure, I mean, like... Blood for the blood god, sculpture the skull throne. Right, yeah, Charge like... orders out command checks. And, and an extra die. Confused as to why I would not like this? No. I, none of these are going to be bad. You're paying extra... Yeah. I, I, mm, I hope none of them are going to be bad because you're paying we'll extra points there. for. But that one does we'll feel very, very good. If you're running like a melee okay, reaver, that, that which we love, be... that's great. That to me just works. So, yeah. Yeah. Free charges, and you get extra dice. I can now kill you better. It's only cost them 15 points. That's very, very cheap. Double melee reavers love it. Yeah. Yeah. Is it haunt? 
Uh, all any weapons. weapons. Bonus. Yeah, yeah, any, any weapons. weapons. Yeah, if you have multiple, they all count. Yeah. Double melee reaver. Fuck yeah. yeah. Fist, chain sword, smash. They all hit plus one. That's three extra dice. That's nice. Yeah. That's very nice. Yeah. And there's no moments where, oh, look at that. I rolled the one for the order. Well, I guess I'm just going to look at you angrily. Shit. Yeah, no, it's nice. All right. I guess yeah, that brings uh, Warp Conduit. Yep. Yeah, it's on you. Um, a, Yeah. A Titan may be upgraded with this base mutation for 20 points. Okay. Once per game, during the combat phase, a Titan with this mutation may conjure an Etheric Tempest. If they do so, choose a unit within 12 inches of the Titan. The chosen unit can be a different unit to the one chosen to target the Titan's weapon, but it must be within the front arc and line of sight. Okay. It suffers a single strength 10 hit against a location of your choice, ignoring void and ion shields. Ooh. <laughs> I like it. I love ignoring ion shields because ion shields always just make me sad. This is great. I love it. 20 points for an extra weapon that's always split firing. I'm yeah. down. I'm yeah. so it is down. once per game. Is that the one that I'm trying to think of? Oh, one it is once per yeah. game. Yeah. But I still no, like it, but I like a little Never less. Never mind, that is not the one he takes. Yeah. Now, now what I, I'm wondering is, would Strong of Essence allow you to do this once per Titan that manifests with the uh, with the trait? Oh. I think if you're, I think by raw you do, because the Titan can do it once per game, and now it's a different Titan. It's it, kind of it... cheesy and beardy. I'd well, ask you to step outside for a moment if you tried it uh, uh, out of nowhere on me. To me, I would say yes, because Strong of Essence says the new Titan gains the same base mutation. So it gains a copy of the mutation. You now have this mutation. This mutation let me do that. It. I would say, I would have said no if it says he carries it over or anything like that. Gaining it to me sounds like you have it as well. So I would say, yeah, yeah, I'd let you do it. And it's a once, it's a once per yeah. game. It's good, but it's a once per game. So, like, hey, if you were able to carry that over, to me it would feel kind of meh if everyone else gets their really awesome stuff and you don't get your your one extra use of this single strength 10. No, nah, I, I would say it carries over. Okay. I mean, it is very nice that it, you know, targets automatically, no misses, strength 10. That's... Very nice. That would be a great way to open up against something you don't want to see. Um, yeah. Even if it's a, just a Warhound that you're up against, just, all right, you know, have the body take a hit, and now it's on a reactor leak. Good luck, little Warhound. The rest of the game, you're fighting that. My, um, my only concern... This is nice. And my, my, it's my concern of all things is that it's still a D6 roll, so there's always the chance. I got the strength 10 hit. I'm hitting in you. Yeah, I'm hitting you in your body, and you're already so messed up. I just, I need anything through unless, one. Unless you buy the war gear that lets you re-roll one dice at any time. The Unholy Benedictions from page 171. You roll a single dice roll. And if we roll all the dice, roll the one. All right, roll it again. The second 15 points. The, the one that you weren't <laughs> convinced on last time. Yeah. All right, so yeah, if you're doing this and you want to chase points with points, it's something. I'm not saying it's bad, but I don't... I'm always iffy or when furious. you're spending points for something.
that has a chance, a realistic chance, not like, oh, you know, I never put myself into like, okay, overwhelming rage. If you don't play it well, or if your opponent plays exceptionally well, maybe you don't get to use it because you don't get into melee range because I shot your guy up before he got there. I pulled back or, or something like that. But but you have a choice. You have a you have a way to make it happen. Warp conduit. There's a chance that I play everything perfect, and my I literally my single die roll just screws me. So I I, I like it, but it's one of those things again where you're going to probably be telling more often, and just because of uh, sort of biasing, you're going to tell me more often the stories of when you rolled the one and it was a waste rather than that time you blew up the titan. You're probably going to injure people more often, but you're probably you're going to remember those times you rolled that one and you just like I spent twenty points and this did nothing, and it could have killed you. You were all set up to kill that iconoclast. Yep. You had it down to his last pip, but it managed to get its shields back. You summon your tempest and you roll a one. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to see that exactly. You're going to Casey at the bat. You know strike out and but that'll be the story you'll do great damage like five out of six times but you're going to talk about that one time that you missed it good this one's the most mediocre one for me just for that fact unless you roll dan dice then you're fine <laughs> all right i don't think the podcast has ever heard no i guarantee you they've heard guarantee you've oh, talked man. about it That'd be like saying that oh. you've never mentioned Legio Furians. Because we've never had like John on, or we've I, discussed Steve dice. Never really thought, known about it. No, we've discussed your dice. There's a reason why when you play John, you have to roll both sides. Um, all right, so I think that puts me at unholy vigor. A Titan can be given this base mutation for 25 points. A Titan with this mutation counts as having suffered one less point of critical damage on each location for the purpose of determining critical damage effects but not for when it determines if it suffers catastrophic damage. So not for when it go, not for when it gets killed, essentially. In addition, it repairs crit damage on a 4-up instead of a 5-up. Um, I don't know how I feel about this one. Um, being one less on the critical damage, essentially on the damage chart, is useful. Some spots are much worse than others, or some, spot, uh, some locations like legs can be particularly troubling. If it stops you from moving or starts rotating you or, or things like that. Um, repairing criticals on a 4 instead of a 5 up is nice. Um, it doesn't stop you from blowing up any sooner, but it's not bad. Um, I like it. I think I like some of the other ones a little bit more. Because again, this is sort of I'm gambling on when I'm losing. And I'm gambling on that when you give me critical damage that you're not just going to be able to keep hitting that same area and just take me out anyway but i don't know i like some of the other ones more this one i feel like it its value changes a lot based on what you put it on oh most definitely um it's very expensive to throw in a warhound that's very flimsy and it's not hard to kill on a single salvo mm. um a warlord though that might get mileage out of it, and it doesn't feel as bad to drop 25 points extra on a Warlord, but yeah. And more repair dice, so repairing on 4s instead of 5s means you should get a, a, some more repairs off so you can start removing some of that damage. If you're going Warlord, yeah. I think, to me, that's almost like the minimum size for this, because it's expensive, and you need to be able to live out critical hits. If you can't live through people starting to crit you, it does you no good. But... 
It's... You know who gets the most value out of this? Just in, just because of the length of the track? The War Masters. Yeah. have four pips, the critical. I Let's get that little bit of extra opportunity to capitalize on it. Not that I've ever actually gotten a War Master to suffer critical damage in all my games against them. Like all <laughs> two. But, uh, you know, in theory, in theory, they get something out of it. Yeah, but I like yeah, the Iconoclast, so I'd be running Overwhelming Rage if I'm doing that. I'm just going to yeah, crush no, you with yeah, my Overwhelming exactly. Dice. <laughs> Though in reality, it doesn't need it. It probably would uh, It would probably do better to have this Unholy Vigor or something like that to just make sure that it doesn't die rather than I get one more die with my weapon that was already slaughtering you. Like, yeah. Yeah. This you very valid points. Although there is the ancillary reactor you could take on the Iconoclast or the Warmaster. Do an extra smash attack during movement. Yeah, oh yeah. And throwing an extra die on that would be funny. Yeah, actually, yeah. That's true. Because you just walk, smash attack something. Or do split fires. Like, there's ways to make it work out. Yeah. That's not bad, but yeah, it's it's okay. There's other ones than Unholy Vigor. There's other ones that are more uh, yeah. entertaining. All right, oh, Dan. Tell us about that Corrupt and Presence. Oh, man. I want a Frozen Soul. Okay, you can swap then. It's fine. <laughs> no, no, no. Corrupting Presence. A Titan may be upgraded with his base mutation for 20 points. Whenever a unit within six inches of one or more Titans with his mutation has to make a Void Shield save, it must make D3 additional saves. Corrupted Titans are not affected by this mutation. This is why there is a Trainer Warrior upgrade called Immaterial Ward. Um, yep. So, Dave, you're saying earlier, yeah, you know, you're paying points for the mutations. Like, you know, they better yeah. be all upsides, you know? Like, you better yeah. like them all because you're spending points on it. Well, this is where it's like, ooh, because you end up spending a lot more points if you want to protect the rest of your Titans from your own Titan. Yeah. Just on the extra... Um, just on the extra saves. Yeah, looking at that. Yeah, because it's it's corrupted ones are the only ones don't care. So if you have it around other corrupted or you have it by itself, that's fine. I I see this because it's what three inches? Is that the range? No, six inches. Six. So it's a decent sized bubble. Yeah. On a bigger tie, it's not a bad a... bubble. I see this as more like potentially hurting yourself more often than it helps you. Because awesome. that's the problem. What this could be good on is a hmm. support titan to a knight household. Because they don't have void shield saves to worry about. But then again, they generally ignore void shields because they tend to prefer close combat. So, even then... Hmm. that That's my thought. If you're getting within six inches, you're usually either melee. now, Or they could be meleeing you, obviously. But let, let's say you're getting some of the initiative here for it. You're either melee, which means I don't care that you have shields because I'm just trying to get close enough to melee you anyway. Maybe, you know, maybe a Warhound, but okay. Some of those guns are short range is like closer to eight or maybe a 10, so I don't know if I'm going to be in six. It feels, it feels exceedingly close. So, like, it's, it's not if it bad. Was bigger, it'd be both exponentially stronger and worse. Yeah. I think that's the only thing on me is the fact that it's like that six-inch bubble. It could hurt me. And I think early in the game, you really have to make sure you're around other corrupted or by yourself because that's essentially 
six inches both directions, that's a pretty big gap that I'm going to have to put in, say, my line when I'm putting down some Titans. Like, a, think about this. A spot where you might want to put this might be on, say, Warhound. Because, oh, that's a Titan that's going to probably get up close. I'm going to come around the side of you and hit you with something, and I'm still shooting. But my Warhounds probably want to be close to one another, which means I'm guaranteeing I have to take the other one as corrupted automatically. Otherwise, my one of the my squadron is going to just get wrecked. It's interesting. I'm sure there there there's like a great way to apply it that we're just not seeing right away. Um, I I'm sure there is, and I can see some, but I never like the argument of let me tell you this like great scenario where I need this variety yeah. of things to happen a particular exactly. way. Because you, you're st- let's assume you're playing an opponent, you know, who can understands the game. If you're like, I have this thing, and here's all the stuff we're gonna need to have happen to do it. If if I can cut off your ability with one simple change, that's not a good ability. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah, I like other ones in this one. Twenty points at least. It's not as expensive. Uh, Dan, you wanted it so much. Why don't you take Frozen Soul as well, and then Steve can take the very I mean, last one. Only because yeah. I used it. That's so okay. Many fucking time. Yeah, use it. It's actually my yeah. This is one of my more favorite ones uh, because of this is this goes with the other maniple that I run very much so all the time. So, let's talk about it. Frozen Soul. A Titan may be upgraded with his base mutation for 15 points. During the damage control phase, a Titan with this upgrade may roll additional two repair dice, but these dice can only be used to vent plasma. So, the reason I like it is because my second most favorite maniple is the Arcus maniple, which for those who don't know, the Arcus maniple, to repeat, is um, a Warbringer and two Warhounds. Essentially, the Warhounds act as spotters. I don't need a line of sight to shoot with the Warbringer, and I only roll 1d6 for scatter. The reason I take this is because I like running triple volcano, um, triple volcano Warbringers. Um, uh, two volcano Reaver arms and then a volcano top uh, carapace, or the, war- the Warlord version. And if you spend 15 points on this, and I think I spent something else. I can't remember. Like one of the secondary ones. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just spend 15 points, and now that thing has, hold on, it, it's got four repair dice, but an additional six to cool down as well. And because I play Furions, and I have that one stratagem that lets me shoot again for one heat, I run exceptionally hot on these guys. But they can hit, sit behind a building and just pfft, shoot away, especially if someone has no shields. That's essentially four Volcano, can- or two, that's two Reaver Volcano Cannons and two... Warlord Volcano Cannons during a turn if your shields are down. Yeah. That was a long way to just explain that. Sorry. That's okay. It made sense. No, I, this one is good. I mean, it's yeah. again, it's going to be kind of thing where it's going to feel bad if, ah, here's my two separate dice for my heat. I rolled uh, double ones or something like that. But you get it each time. Yes. You do at least get it each time. So, like, you're going to get your 15 points out of it. If you're running something where you're going to be taking heat, you will absolutely get use out of this. And it's cheap. Yes. It's cheap enough that I very often find myself fighting a full um what's it called manifold the warhounds. Lupercall? Lupercall? Lupercall yeah. manifold. I don't know how I blanked on that. Full <laughs> Lupercall manifold. And they all have frozen soul just because Warhound reactors are so hard to manage. That yeah, that's um, very true, it yeah. It just opens up and it, this is disproportionately good on them because it doubles their dice. 
yeah. in terms of being able to vent heat. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's just five Warhounds all with frozen souls. It's like, okay, you know what? I now can risk pushing because, yeah, maybe I go into orange and I take some damage, right? But you could get yourself out of orange a lot faster than others can without the upgrade. No, so I this agree. is a I, nice I one. one. This one definitely has use cases. Yeah. You don't have to try hard to figure out why this one would be good. Yup. All right. Yeah. And last, and um, the least points, Etheric Conduit. A Titan to be upgraded with this base mutation for 10 points. Retract one from the result of all command checks. Values within 6 inches of one more Titan with mutation. Corrupted Titans are not affected. Yay, another one that hurts yourself, but this time it's command checks. Yeah. So, uh, as, as regular listeners will uh, will very likely remember, we generally are not impressed by um, punishing command checks. Maybe it's just our area, but we don't think that command checks make or break games as often as the rules writers seem to think they do. Yep. Um, I, the the strongest argument for this one is that it's the cheapest and if mm. there was an one of the additional mutations you wanted you could save five points compared to overwhelming rage or frozen soul sure if there's any reason why that's, monetarily there's an issue at least it's cheap yeah that, that that's about the extent i mean i i prefer things that give me good on my command check rather than i hurt you on it because one, maybe maybe you have something that's going to give you enough good anywhere where it's not going to matter. Two, if I'm close to my other Titans, that could be a problem if they're not all corrupted. Because obviously I have to spend more points on it. I don't want to be giving myself minuses. And it's a nice, it's a small bubble. We saw some of the ones for some of the Legios that were somewhat similar to this be bigger bubbles. At least then it was more likely that it'll happen. When it's only a six-inch bubble, I... Not that it won't happen, but it feels a lot less likely. When you're already within six inches, you you might already have what you want to be doing unless you're trying to, probably unless you're trying to either repair or maybe like a first fire or something like that. But I don't know. I'm, I'm not as impressed, but at least it's cheap. At least you don't have to spend points. I think that, that, so that gives us our base. So you have to take a base mutation and then you may take the additional. And as Steve said before, it depends on your scale. Um, if, if you're five or less in scale you can have a one additional maximum number of additional mutations so additional one six to eight is two nine to ten is three eleven plus is four um and your base mutation does not count as one of the maximum allowed so it's only in the additional so we'll just we'll round robin this again there's more of these we'll see what these do so we'll start with uh writhing carapace any Crypt Titan may be upgraded with a Writhing Carapace for 15 points. Once per turn, at the start of strategy phase, a Titan with this mutation can replace their Carapace weapon with Din Carapace weapon their Titan class has access to of equal or lesser points than their starting weapon. This counts as the Titan's activation for that phase. Writhing Carapace is not in order and can still be used even if the strategy phase ends early, for example due to Vox Blackout Stratagem. This mutation has no effect while the carapace weapon is disabled. See, now this makes me have to go and look up the cost of various carapace weapons. I knew you were going to say yep. that. Wait. You go ahead and talk. Go ahead and talk for a moment. I'm going to see if I can look up some costs. So, because they don't put costs in the book, these jerks. Yes, 
Yes, there's a loophole where you could regenerate warp missiles by cycling weapons. Yeah, it's one thing I was thinking for sure. Okay. Go ahead. I'm I'm adding some. I'm looking at the ones that would matter. I'm not looking at Warhammer. This can also go around destroyed weapons. This is almost like a free destroy. Someone destroys your carapace, you just replace it, right? Oh, no, the mutation has no effect while the carapace weapon is disabled. Yeah, yeah, if it's disabled, you can't do it. Yeah. Um. I okay. He, okay. Hold on. No uh, fence in. You got. You got to either like her or don't. No, it's not that. It's I'm trying to like think. Like okay, it's, it's not once per game either. It's once per turn. Yeah, you can keep doing it. It does count as your activation in that phase. So here's the, okay, so here's the stupid question. I, I I I'm trying to find it somewhere in the paragraph, but it's not there. No, you can't stack it with Furians because the Furians get you give up your activation. This would spend an activation. Moving past Furians. Let's say I start with the most expensive one, which is the laser blaster. Yes. Right, the twin laser blasters, and then I go down to missile launchers. Yeah. Can I go back to laser blasters? Yes. Or no. Because uh, I believe so. So if you look at it, it says. Um, when you replace it for a different weapon that it has access yeah. to of equal or lesser point value than the starting weapon, essentially than the one that you paid for. Okay, because that, that's where I was going to... Because couldn't someone interpret that? And I, I know we don't play with these people. But starting weapon could be, all right, here's a new turn. Now I'm starting. Now I've replaced that weapon with the missile launcher. That's now my starting weapon. No, that's weapon. not a starting weapon. No. Okay, okay. No, that's starting weapon, getting, like... purchased weapon. What you spent points on. Got it. Okay. That's where I was kind of icky about this. If not, I kind of like this. Um, I'm big on variety and able to tackle multiple fucking things at the same time. I would perch. Um, and like I said, my favorite warlord is a plasma Gatling and laser blaster. Sometimes those are not in range, specifically laser blaster. So trading that out for like two turns for a missile launcher and just shooting missiles down range and then going back to the laser blaster when I'm in range, that's actually pretty nifty. Or, like, put I like to take the Warlord with the Volcano Quake and Missile to just be my support titan, like fire support titan. Um, and then if someone gets up close, you know, trading the missiles for laser blasters. You know what I mean? Because now you're within 36 inches, which is pretty damn good range, but now he has laser blasters instead of missiles, so now he can actually do something. Um, I like it. Yeah. I like it. It, it, it gives you variety. Would I take it all the time? No. But I do like it. Uh, yeah. I'd say it's cool. All right. Overall. So I'm, I'm not in on this one. All right. Like, yes, it lets you do cool stuff, but I just feel like giving up an entire activation is a steep price to pay. In the strategy phase. Plus, and the fact that... Essentially, yeah. you can't give them an order then. This is their activation in the strategy phase. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess if you're not building around strats, that's useful. Part of the reason I don't like it is because the weapon I would most want to use in the early phase of a game that, you know, would be Apocalypse Missiles. Hmm. But that's the cheapest option. Which means I'm not first firing turn one with them. I'm yeah, I switching down to them for turn one. That's why I like it because I start with laser blasters almost because again I take the 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 oh yeah you, it works off. for your hunting on exactly yeah. so that's why I'm liking this more um, but even if I wasn't let's say I don't laser blasters are still pretty powerful because what do you need you need them within sixteen inches 
six right? 16 for, for or 32 long but long range has a minus one yeah sorry okay so you need it within 16 so still like let's say you're 24 out oh you know what hold on start with missiles then you're now within 24 right get to the gatling blaster and now you're within a little closer maybe 16 switch to the laser blaster um i like this Is i i as long as you don't want to be issuing orders is the big I thing. See, you won't be doing any first fires. Yeah, yeah I, I I see character-based weapons as like a long-range as you're closing in thing. And that usually means first fires or split fires for the Titan based on how the overall battle's going. It's a pass for me just because I the way I play, I don't see the value in it. Maybe for you guys it will work, but not for me. I it's not like bad. Variety. It's just not for me. No. I like the fact that I can I can I can start with I I, I pay for the laser blasters. I can switch to missiles, switch to Gatling, switch to laser, or even yeah that that's why I like it. Because sometimes like I'll have a missile launcher on my back fire support dude, and it does fucking absolutely nothing like it just jack shit. But you're within thirty two, so all of a sudden I can just give him you know the laser blasters at the beginning of the turn. Um, well, that he originally had, I would have to pay for it, obviously. Yeah. Uh, switch back to the laser blasters, and now it's there's something there I can use. I, overall, I, I do like it. I do think it's useful. I think you have to be wanting to have either the more expensive options or seeing a little bit of a different in terms of tie-in. I like it for keep getting my warp missiles back. I think that's that's a a potentially fun way to do it, or, or on a reaver several of the options are 10 points so you could always even then warp missile to start and then go to your apox or something like warp that missile, afterwards. mega bolter apoc yeah yeah you, you, i, I kind of like yep. it there more because i'm not spending the extra on the warlord now i know you spend the 50 points to get the big gun on top of the warlord but if you don't want to necessarily spend the big you can get out still very cheap on a reaver and be able to swap to some potentially good yeah. useful things you know and as Steve said, you can also technically replace warp missile for warp missile for warp missile for warp missile. No, 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 no. no. It's not every turn. You have to change the weapon. Yeah, you'd have to change well, it. Thought, yeah. Warp missile, a something else. Weapon. Warp yeah. missile, something yes. else. Warp missile, something else. So technically, you can cheese your way into that. But yeah. Yup. Like, there, there, there's gameplay for it. It's just not for me. Yeah. All right, Dan, All you're right. on the bile. I actually will. I wanted to talk about this one because I know that my friend Josh yeah. loves playing with this one. He loves this one. So, because uh, he runs Warhounds. Any corrupted Titan may be upgraded with the demonic bile mutation for 15 points. Once per round during the combat phase, a Titan with this mutation can spew demonic bile. Demonic bile counts as an additional weapon and follows the rules for attacking as normal, blah, blah, blah. Demonic Bile has short range of templates. So it's the Flamer template. So I think it's eight inches, right? Flamer template's eight inches. Eight and a quarter. Long range of dash, obviously. Dice value of D3, strength five, and firestorm infusion traits. This mutation cannot be used if a Titan has suffered critical damage to its head. Demonic Bile is unaffected by Titan Legion rules, such as the Flame trait for Masters and Furnace's Master of Flame, Maniple rules, such as Ignis Light Maniple, and cannot be upgraded with War Gear, such as Legion and Furnace Clinging Phosphex. So basically, you can't 
use the legions to uh, upgrade this, which is fine. Yeah. Um, I remember being very sad way back when we were reviewing um, Legion Inferno. Like, oh my god, and then we read it. Like, oh wait, nope. But, there it says it. Can't do it. But as someone who has been on the receiving end of oh, it's still so five warhounds with this. I think it's an excellent mutation. You have to build for it. You do oh, yeah. absolutely have to build for it. Even for like a double melee reaver, you can do this. You absolutely have to build it, but it works. And the reason it works is because of the D3 and the fusion. Um, if you're in melee range or ignoring those void shields, or if the void shields are down, um, sure, you don't get to pick the location, but D3 hits at strength five rolling D10s is on average a 13? Did I? No, 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 no. Average 10. 10. 10. Can't do math. No, I was thinking can't. of 2D6. Yes, I was sure. thinking of 2D6. That's why I was like, oh which, my God. Which would it's be an, an average, average of 10. a 12, not a 13. Hate whoever your sixth grade teacher was who didn't teach you any of this stuff. That's who you should hate. <laughs> Number nine. No, so it's uh, strength 10. And you're usually on the flank never really on the rear so you can get this to strength 11 so it, it it works for 15 points especially if it's d3 hits it's an additional weapon you can use so it, it just works i think it's really good and i've seen people and again i've been on the receiving end of god five warhounds with this fucking shit um <laughs> ignoring my void shield because they got within the two inches and it's just ugh. sorry experimental overcharge demonic bile why why are you like this that's hilarious it it's 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 both pretty good and a lot of fun i mean it's like anything when you fire a flame storm maybe it does great maybe it does nothing but it can do very well and it just is a lot of fun especially like you said yeah if you're on like a looper call manipul and you just have a full or if you're or if you're like legio audax just every single one of your guys just spewing this out as they go around that's fun but, and it's only 15 points. Yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, you cheap. have to get another base mutation to go with it. But it's only an extra 15 points. So you're spending at least 25. And realistically, spending 30 points for this. But, yeah. It's it's really... It absolutely has a place. This one I, this one I would take. Oh, most definitely, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, all right. Next up, Demonic Icker. Mm -hmm. Any Corrupted Titan may be upgraded with the demonic Icar mutation for 10 points, another cheap one. Um, when a time with this mutation suffers catastrophic damage, add two to its scale when resulting magazine detonations or catastrophic meltdowns. Uh, <laughs> I would have made this one free. I would have made this a free upgrade. Yep. Because you already need to pay for a base one. And, I mean, if you do an override and spend uh, stratagem points on a command override to add plus three to your roll and you're in red for another plus three to make it plus six i mean i guess you could guarantee this 10 point upgrade works yeah you yeah you need to get a very particular thing and you need it to be advantageous yeah. what happens you if need, you're in the wrong you spot and you hurt die. yourself yeah it's if it was free i'd be like this is funny i'm gonna try it yeah but i'm not gonna spend 10 points on it no, no, I, I, I agree. I think, but so, I look at the table. So, and, uh, no, sneeze is gone. Um, it's an eight and up on the table. You have to roll because magazine detonation and cash shock meltdown are the eight, nine, and then 10 plus. So 
you know between 30 and 60 yeah. percent of your tests based on where your reactor is yeah probably 30 to 40 percent yeah so it's less than half the time yeah over just... overall yeah the, the best case scenario yeah is 60 percent of the time the average the lower case is 40 percent may might be even if it's say 50 percent. okay half the time this is useful but you also need to be amongst the enemy or in a good spot where you want this to happen. Because if you're anywhere near your own Titans, you're actually making it worse for yourself. Exactly. I would have made this free. Be like, okay, someone will take it for free. For 10 points, I... Because you're also taking a leadership debuff. Uh, sorry, the leadership, uh, command debuff. Yep. If this is, you know, your first additional mutation. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it, has, it. it already has a downside. So, yeah, make it free. It's more fun, and then maybe a bunch of people just take it anyway, and when they start exploding, they start hurt. Probably, I said, you might even just start hurting yourself on some of these, but Dan probably likes this one, though, because you like to run some melee boy right into the middle. So you for probably ten, like this. For, for, for 10 points, eh, eh. Yeah. Because you're Not at the really. point where you've already spent a minimum of 10, probably 15 to 20, so it's another 10 yeah, on exactly. top. You know, this is really... At the end of this is like a 30 point upgrade because I've already had to spend points and now I'm putting more points on top of that. You know. All right. Let's uh let's take a look. Let's see if this next one's better. Uh Chitinous Carapace. Any corrupted Titan may be upgraded with a Chitinous Carapace mutation for 20 points. When a Titan with this mutation is hit in the body or a carapace weapon by attack, subtract two from the armor roll. A Titan like this cannot declare power to locomotors. Ooh. I liked it until the end. So you're slow. Yeah. But you're much more well, resilient. Essentially plus two armor. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I like it. I... I, I like it on the Warlord, potentially. Yeah. you Adi's the soft spot. Yeah. Remember, you can always warp jump him, too. If, if you ever, like... Yeah, but you can warp jump one thing once. It's an Audax one. Yeah. Who's the, Nur who's the Nurgle one? Um, Mortis. Mortis. No, no, no. Well, yes, it was them. No, no, it was like weird. Mordaxus. Was it Mordaxus? The one where we were like, "Wow, that's super Nurgle." I, and they had like mm -hmm. they had special yep. rules with this one. Hold on. Yeah. Well, you, well, you look those up. Yeah, They're not slowed. So Mordaxus is not slowed down by quakes, and they don't get spun around by concussives, and they can't declare locomotors and stabilizers. So I mean. They just get extra armor no, if they no, take it. One that they're already slow. There was one that specifically dealt with this mutation when we were talking. Well, it's going know. to, because we talked okay. about way too many of them. I don't remember which one. I know. And that's going to... Hold on. Uh... All right, well, think, to your, think, think quietly to yourself while you do it. <laughs> um, all right. While, while you're looking that up, while you're looking um, for that. Yes, this stacks with Legio Audax. So Audax for 15 points can upgrade a Titan of skill 6 or less to have minus 1 to the result of the armor rolls made against them. Um, so against the body, that's minus 3. That puts the Warhound up to what tier of body armor? Um, body and weapon armor? They start at 9 body armor. So that puts uh, them at... 9 weapons, 10 body. Yeah, 10 body. So 10 13 body. body. That's Warlord. That's better than Warlord grade. Am I right? Uh, yeah, yes. 12? 
uh, it puts the Warhound body on freaking War Master tier durability. Holy shit. That's hilarious. So for 35 points, your Warhound could actually just be a very small, very volatile Warmaster. But it can't go fast. That's the part that's getting me. But it's 8-inch base movement. But it's 8-inch yeah, base movement. That's true. So, oh no, I'm only moving 8. You probably weren't going to push your reactor anyway to go 12 because you risk overheating and burning yourself to death. This is almost interesting on a warhound the problem is it doesn't affect head or legs which still means that half the results are going to be bad for you yeah but it helps so much against the other half they're looking at now because that's 20 points you're looking at least 30 points minimum to be able to have this and like another so, ability on yourself so yes so 45 for the minus three stack well, we're getting on, uh audax Okay, it stopped. We were getting like feedback there for a second, but it sounds better now. Did you go away? Uh, yeah, okay, it seemed to go away. Weird. Dan, did oh, you find God. it yet, or that are is, you uh... still reading? It's, I think it's Legio Mordaxis. It was the one that's like super slow. Can't yeah, be Mordaxis. Slowed... Mordaxis. Can't be they can't go down. fast, but they, can't, they don't get slowed down either. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was a, so. Think... I feel like, yeah, so I was going to say. Is that diff... Oh, Dan, you're thinking of another trait that's coming up that has a Mordaxis specific claw. Is it? Okay. Yeah. What? It, oh, it's the fucking pestilence cloud. That's why I'm getting confused. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. We're good. We're good. That's why I was getting yeah. so confused. However, okay. you did make me think of the Audax extra armor thing. Yeah. Okay. Minus three on the body is hilarious. But that even so, since we are talking about on Mordaxis, on they go slow anyway. So, I They're mean, straight up upgrades. Yeah, it's just that's straight up an upgrade. Yeah. I'm not. I cannot charge the locomotive. Would you like anywhere. a direct hit fourteen required on warlords? Oh my god! I just realized this carapace on a warhound makes them more durable against the reactor table because yeah, it will be armor twelve instead Ooh. of armor ten. Yep. So that takes out ones and twos and threes. No, threes no, will tie. It would still happen on three. Threes still do direct. Oh, because it does it direct. Takes out ones and twos, and it means that to you can't crit against them on the reactor table anymore. Yep. Because the crit would be a sixteen, and you can only hit a fifteen until yep. you have stacked up existing damage. And this all... actually could be really good on warhounds, especially I if it's audacs. Yeah. I would love to do this with with my fury and just a warlord, like a bruiser warlord. That goes. It's just we got it. We got it. We have to try this one. Yes. Yeah. Audex four hounds spending at least the forty-five points, probably fifty points to take the frozen soul instead of either conduit, and just having the tankiest fucking warhounds in the universe. I think that might actually have play. It could. You could still double move to go sixteen a turn. Yeah. The only thing you're going to run into potentially problems is just is just points potentially, but yes. But your Warhound is now a Reaver Durability. That's okay. At least in, in one particular spot, at least. This one. Empyrean Shroud, uh, that's yours. Yeah. A Corrupted Titan with the Corrupting... Blah, 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 Jesus Christ. A, a Corrupted Titan with the Corrupted Presence or Warp Conduit Base Mutation may be upgraded with the Empyrean Shroud Mutation for 20 points. 
Subtract one from the result of any hit rolls for attacks made against Titans with this mutation. If a unit attacking a Titan with this mutation is within a number of inches equal to the scale of the target Titan, the Imperium Shroud has no effect. All right, so if, if he's within the ring, has no effect. And what's the, so i got to remind myself, what is Corrupting Presence or War? Corrupting Presence is... Ooh, okay. Oh, yeah. wait, why would you ever, no, no, wait. Why would you ever take this with Corrupting Presence, then? I'm so, I guess to get into combat? <laughs> I could see this being taken with Corrupting Presence to kind of save you getting into combat, maybe? Okay, so to explain Corrupting Presence, it's basically the cloud of flies around Nurgle Titans, right? Yeah, it makes you take extra void shield, D3 extra void shield hits um, within six inches. But... Sorry, no, no, sorry. It, it's, it's the power of the warp um, distorting the, the form. Yeah. That's how I would interpret it. But... Because it's, it's the two warp ones, the Yes. The warp corrupting things and the warp but attacking Imperium things. Shroud doesn't work when you're already close range. So my interpretation of this is you the reason you take it with this is you have the minus one as you're charging up the board or jumping from building to building with your double melee rave reaver. And then when he gets up close No, but even if he's up close It is a fluff. I put it on a decision. sniper. I'll put it on a long range Titan. Yeah, but then you got it goes with. Uh, you have to take a essentially. Well, you could take warp conduit, which is what well twelve inches. It it is like I said, it's a fluff decision. The attachment they yeah. made, not a gameplay decision for the attachment. To me, neither of those are the option that you probably truly want when you're taking Imperial Shroud. Yeah, you'd want one of the other ones, but it makes sense more in the fluff reason why they chose it. I might as well hit good. It is. I mean, that's not bad, even if you don't get so much use of the other ones. It's pretty good. All right. Uh, sounds like we're on to Predatural Regeneration, then. I think that's uh, Steve's to do, because we don't seem too impressed with Imperial Shroud. Yeah, so, Preternatural Generation. Any Crypted Titan may be upgraded with a Preternatural Regeneration mutation for 50 points. <laughs> so, this is pricey. <laughs> but... Um, during the damage control phase, a Titan with some patients an additional two repair dice when making a repair roll. <laughs> that sucks. Mm. I don't like that one. It's, it's... That's 50 <sighs> points. That's... If, if, if you want to try to turn your War Master into an Imperator, this is a good start. You can corrupt an, an, an iconoclast, right? Or yes. A, um... yes. Yeah, it can't be your princess, so, but you can I, corrupt listen, it. Listen, if you want to go full, full, uh, stupid, corrupt it with fifty points and make it have what eight repair dice now? Yeah. Yeah, you know, just in case. Or or ten. Give it. Uh, give it frozen. <laughs> yeah. Make sure have ten just repair it. dice. Just in case. I, yeah, it's, I want to see someone's it's, face if you pick up ten fucking repair dice and they're like, "Wait, what?" Them and he goes, a different no, 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 just, don't uh, worry. Two is for two is yeah. for cooling. Yeah. These two ones are just are for my heat. <laughs> it is fucking not. <laughs> it's so expensive. I I I, I understand. Okay, it's a really good effect. They don't want you to get this for cheap and so on like that. But 50 points, like, that's 
on top of it's not even a base mutation. So you can't just yeah. take it. You've got to add a minimum 10 extra points on top, realistically 15 to 20. So if you really like the look of this, you're spending a whole lot of points. It's way too if much. This was, a, this was a base mutation, I'd understand. 50 points um, for the base, I, I could be more on board with, yes. Because then it's a start, you know, yeah. instead of an end goal. Uh, but no, as an end goal, absolutely not. This is, this, no. Yeah. Yeah. At 50 for the base sure. means you still may, you might want to take it on one. You probably wouldn't take it on more than that because you're going to start running out, legitimately running out of points. It being you've got to add extra points on top of this. And you might be wanting some other upgrades, maybe you want some other stuff. Well, now you're actually removing full things from your army because of how much extra you're spending. And let's face it, if you're spending 50 points on this thing, oh man, I got to make sure this guy's loaded to bear then with good stuff because I don't want to spend 50 extra points to make someone who isn't going to do a lot of work for me. So now I'm putting expensive weapons on and all of that. You know, no, do not, do, that's too much. All right. Uh, I think it's on to me. So um, organic protrusions. Ooh, backing. Oh, go ahead. If you have a second. No, no, go for it. So I I'm still thinking about this chitinous carapace thing. Okay. Right? <laughs> um, you put it on an Audax um, dire wolf hmm, with okay. um, corrupting presence. Because one, de deploying it away from your army. Or is that the cheaper one? No, warp hunt. Yeah, well, that's the same price for either of them. No, sorry. What am I doing? No, on a their conduit because it's the cheapest one. Like, who cares? It's might as well take man checks. You're way, way out there. True. Or frozen soul. Yeah, you take frozen soul for five points. So frozen soul, tightness carapace, on the um, direwolf. Because the direwolf is already a little extra armored, right? Yeah. Compared to a warhound. Yes, it is. Yeah, you just you just stack everything on it and because you deploy it out of sequence and out of deployment zone that overcomes the fact you can't push your reactor to move yeah and then you yeah. could you could swap really out like to this. your the other thing yeah i, I could see that because there might be a time I when you don't really want like that this. neutron laser anymore yep i mean if you want to just get silly and throw all your points at one titan you could also get an imperium shroud for minus one to hit it back. Anyway, the thought that anyway, that was just the thought I had. Um, organic protrusions you were on? Yeah, yeah. Organic protrusions. So any crypto titan may be upgraded with organic protrusions for fifteen points. A time with these mutations changes the die value of their smash attacks to three. In addition, all smash attacks made by this titan have a short range of two inches instead of one. So you're getting I Really wish this was a generic war gear option. This is yeah. really nice. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're you're getting to set amount of three, which is great, and you're doing a essentially the normal short range of two inches rather than one. This one I like a lot, and it's cheap. Fifteen points. That's really nice. You can take that with like honestly, that pairs greatly with overwhelming rage. Mm -hmm. I mean, hell, you could put that on a warhound, and it all of a sudden it's like semi-functional ish first will be um strength seven three attacks it's something yeah i i think it i think it has a very nice pairing with overwhelming rage 
So there, there's a nice little oh, spot definitely. where if you want to do this, okay, hey, I spent 30 points. I do a lot more. I do a lot better at the thing that I wanted to do anyway. Or smash attacks. Oh, yep. shit. Yep. And at range two inches, which is the same range as probably the other weapons you want to swing at. So it's okay if you don't get as close. You're, you're, you're now e easier to position with what you want. I, I, that's just all around good. How much more can be said about that? Dan has a pestilence cloud. Yes, I'll take this because we talked. About, fun fact: we talked about this before because it 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 led with. Anyway, so so a corrupted titan with the unholy vigor base mutation may be upgraded with the pestilence cloud mutation for fifteen points. Subtract one from the result of all repair rolls made for any units within seven inches of one or more titans with this mutation. Units with the unholy vigor base mutation and Legio Mordaxis titans aren't affected. If a Legio Mordaxis titan takes this mutation, the above effects do not apply. Instead, the range of its technotoxins if, uh, effects increase to six inches instead of four inches. Um, a Legio Mordaxis titan does not need the unholy vigor base mutation to take Pestilence Cloud, though. It does need a... Wait, sorry. Uh, a Legio Mordaxis titan does not need the unholy vigor base mutation to take Pestilence Cloud, though it does still need a base mutation. Um, so we have to go back to Mordaxis. Yeah, so Technotoxin. So all, before the Mordaxis. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, before the Mordaxis, mm -hmm. I already like it. Um, it, it. Because, I mean, first of all, Unholy Vigor is not bad. Uh, it, we, it was okay, right? We said it. On, yeah, like, so it's not, it's not bad. It's fine. It's not bad. It's not great. It, it does help. Um, but the ability to, within seven inches, deny or make minus one a um repair dice that's really great that's really really great heat now is repair on a five um <laughs> wait can you even repair void shields then? no because you need a six yeah and you can't even repair some weapons some weapons repair on a six yeah so yeah no you 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 shut that titan down pretty hardcore so i like it again that would be on a melee but mordaxis remember it doesn't or well this is the, that's just the base one you don't have to put that on mordaxis um before i move to the mordaxis shit yeah. do you have any comments on the first half um the only thing i would say is to me if you really want unholy vigor and you don't see additional i mean you might be able to take more than one additional mutation but if you really want unholy vigor this one just goes very well with it this kind of feels like it's complement Unholy Vigor to me felt maybe a little bit expensive for what it was. This feels reasonably cheap for what it does, where you have to take that. So it's a nice 40-point joining. So I'm a little bit better, and I'm making you a bit worse when I get close. So And I repair my, my critical damage easier. Now you're only repairing your critical damage on a 6. So if I can start putting some, some damage into you, you're not getting any better, and I'm harder to hurt. I, I like the pairing. Yeah. Steve, before I move on to more Daxes. It, it is very effective. Um, I do also have Vernax pulled up. So we talked more about it then. Um, All right. So. The problem is just oh, right. the units that could get in the thick of it fast, mm -hmm. that most would benefit like the overall force, right? Are the units that don't want to spend 40 points on upgrades, a.k.a. Warhounds. I, a reaver of this would be gnarly, but... Jeez, I don't see this as... I mean, uh, it, it's obviously not great for... It, it's good. It's not great now, for the... The risk of this, too, yeah. is that 
you have to keep it separate from everything else unless you're going all in on the Nurgle thing or your Legio Mordaxis. Or yeah, I was there. Or your Legion Mordax. This feels custom built for them, so we should probably get to them. True. Yeah, because it does hurt other things. They do change it. That's why I was going to wait a little bit. Yeah. Yes. No. No. Let's go right now. Yeah. Not get that above effect. Instead, they they, they, will actually It's it's weird. They do and they don't. So let me explain. So ignore the top part. It it buffs their um, techno toxins to six inches, right? Technotoxins, if we want to go back to, I think this was like second or third episode. Technotoxins subtract one from the result of all repair rolls made for units within four inches. So now it's six inches of Legion Max. So you lose an inch from the top paragraph, right? What? But any oh, yeah. uh, at the start of any end phase, any Titan friend or foe that is within four inches, now it's six inches of a Legion Mordax's Titan and has suffered at least one point of critical damage, suffers D3 strength five hits on a random location, ignoring void shields. A model can only be affected by this rule once per round and Legion Mordaxis is not affected by this. So they're not affected. So you lose an inch on the subtracting one from uh, from um, the repair rules, right? Yes. But Compared to other Legios, yeah. Compared to other Legios. But... Your D3 strength five hits, if someone took a critical, is now six inches, so it, it it's longer range, right? And they don't need to take this with the Unholy Vigor mutation. They can take this with any other base mutation. So they could take this for, with a cheaper point one if you want, or maybe, since you're going to be up close anyway, overwhelming range. So Yeah, that's a nice 30 or, points. Yeah, actually, actually yeah, corrupting presence. <laughs> You're gonna be up close anyway. Stick him up there with a with a was a twenty points plus. This is what fifteen points. Fifteen, yeah. thirty five points. He's up there Watch anyway. Them never have shields again. Yeah. yeah. You date it's fucking. You hit him with a missile launcher across the battlefield with a warlord. Ten hits plus an additional D three save. So ten plus D three missile hits. That's yeah. I like it. Because it pairs well with a Legio, and even if you don't take that Legio, it's just an overall good upgrade. Yeah. You just have to make sure, this is another one where you have to make sure you're not yeah, close not to your own. People. Yeah. All right, that puts uh, Steve to the Immaterial Shield. Yep. All right, Immaterial Shield. A Corrupted Titan with the Preternatural Grace base mutation. Maybe upgraded with the Immaterial Shield mutation for 25 points. Subtract one for all hit rolls for attacks made against Titan's mutation, while the Titan has active void shields. In addition, a Titan with this mutation gains a 5-up shield save against attacks that normally bypass void shields, so long as Titan has active void shields when it attacked. If unit targeting Titan's mutations within 2 inches, it has no effect. Like, the, the upgrades don't affect. This has interesting uses. I, mm, how does this play into um, the Dominus Manifold? Oh, I wasn't even thinking Dominus. I was thinking uh, Corsair. But sure, Dominus. <laughs> In my mind, Dominus Manifold for minus one to be hit. And then just shunts the shield stripping hits to knights. Well, technically now it's min minus two to be hit. Minus two, because the knights also give a minus one. That's right. I mean, hell, if you want to go all in on being on uh, doing weird stuff and breaking lore, make it Legio Solaria. 
with the Camellio line for minus three. Wait, but that's a loyalist. There's you no can, rule that there's no rule. always hit. Yeah. You're allowed to play a loyalist mm. legio. You're allowed to play a, a legio from the loyalist book as trader. They let you do either. Oh, okay. Yeah, there, there, yeah there's no rule that says you can't. Oof, they, they in particular, three. want you to be able to kind of play what you want. Wasn't there another minus one to be hit somewhere here? Hold on. Um, yes, cool. the Empyrean Shroud. That's a minus one. Yeah, bait. Yeah, but that's a different um base mutation. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I like it. I was. I didn't even think Dominus. I thought uh, Corsair. I like it. I think this is. It's expensive. It's really nice on a warlord. I think because it turns a titan that's a big target into something that's hard to hit. So, like, it's harder to get cover for a warlord because it's so big. This makes up for that. And you got a long shield track. You, know? you don't want this on something where you can't keep your shields up. Yeah. Right, so we'll move on yeah, to. I uh... think it's an interesting one. No, agreed. Definitely an interesting one. I would use the. There are definitely cases I would use this. I think in a Dominus maniple. That has a warlord in it, right? I'm flipping to the map. Dominus, Dominus, yeah, warlord, two reavers, yes, and warlord some knights. So you put this on a warlord in a Dominus maniple. Minus one for the bafflers, minus one for the for the shield. Yeah. I could see it. I could totally see it. So on to Aura Fury. A corrupted Titan with an overwhelming rage base mutation may upgrade Aura Fury for 15 points. During a strategy phase, if any unit within 12 inches of one or more Titans with this mutation is issued an order other than a charge order, it must make a command check. This is done before the effects of the order are resolved. If the check is failed and the unit is a Titan, increase the reactor level by one or by two if it was failed by three or more. If the check is failed and it's a night banner, it immediately becomes shaken. Units with overwhelming rage mutation are not affected by this mutation. Okay, so overwhelming rage is the one where I get plus one on my die values and I charge without an order. And this says, if anyone within 12 inches is issued an order that's not a charge, they have to take a command test. It now, if they fail it, it's issued order, it must make a command check. Okay, but then it's if that check is failed, they essentially start heating up or maybe are shaken. But it doesn't mean the order fails, because it's a separate Correct. command check. Not, not big on this one, because it doesn't okay this if you are one of those legios where i'm giving out minus one to command checks and all i could see this because then okay i'm starting to give out some minuses so maybe you're a little less likely to pass your command check and you're a little bit more likely to get get warmer or get hotter or if you're knights to essentially become shaken which is going to really hurt you but if you're not manipulating someone's command checks I'm not as big on this just because all this is doing is maybe give a heat. You still have to fail. If they have something that's pretty good at passing command checks, it's not really doing you much. No. I I like other options it's, with overwhelming rage. It's nice if you have an opponent that is regularly spamming warhounds. Yes. And you want to punish them for it. You take this. Or... Um, they have, although night banners are fairly reliable on orders. 
Yeah, if you're so not you manipulating their numbers, it's not going to happen. Already. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you need you need to be ha- and you can't and you can't take this with the Aetheric conduits. You have to be manipulating in other ways. Yep. Yeah, that's mm. the big thing with this. It it it's not it's not bad, but it's not going to do much for you usually. Like I said, if you're against someone who's running like Audax or something like that, sure, they're gonna have a. It, it's gonna potentially be harsh on them, but on anyone else, you maybe I'm giving you a little bit of heat, maybe. But no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sold on that one. I think there's other additional mutations that are better with overwhelming rage. It stacks with marks of conquest war gear for ten points, which is minus one in a ten inch bubble. But yeah. That's another 10-point tax. Yeah. If you're willing... I mean, if you have a spare... If you want this and you happen to have that spare 10, because that's cheaper than the other additional mutations, yeah, okay, you can do that. But, no, I'd rather take... I don't know. I mean, there's a couple others that we I remember we were looking at that yeah. just feel better. Um, like, organic protrusions. I'd rather take that. Yep. And it's the same amount of points. Agreed. I, I guarantee I'm better rather than maybe I did something to you. Any dissension from Dan? No, it, yeah, it's me. Yeah, I, I, I would. Right. I, to me, it's it's just not good. I'm gonna I'm gonna try not to be like middle of the road with it. Yeah, I would just say avoid that one. All right, uh, Dan, you're on to the next one. Gelid yep. Aura. Gelid Aura, a corrupted titan with the frozen soul base mutation, will be upgraded with the Gelid Aura mutation for 15 points more. A titan with this mutation and all titans within six inches of one or more titans with this mutation can vent plasma on a three plus instead of a four plus. However, a titan within six inches of one or more titans with this mutation repair critical damage to its legs on a six plus. A Titan with the Frozen Soul base mutation is not affected by this condition and repairs critical damage to its legs. So, while you guys were talking, I kind of read ahead, yes. and I tried to check for it, but I could not find it. And okay. I don't know if it's a Loyalist Legio or a Traitor Legio, but there is a Legio that fires before the first turn of the game. That's got to be Loyalist. It, it, it's got to be Loyalist? Okay. Yeah. Then, because okay. I, I, I don't remember us talking about that. Maybe we did. We talked it's about so three much. three-point stratagem. You take two heat. Even no, maybe no, maybe it was this. Damn, no, I don't remember. Um, but there was a legio that you fire before like shit happens, and the re and you take like three or heat something ridiculous, and the reason I'm 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 thinking of that is you group them up turn one, play that stratagem, and you, you could share this. Yeah, and you share shared. this. But I cannot for the life of me. Remember what the fuck Legio that was. And I'm not sure if it was Traitor or Loyalist, but I know for a fact there's a Legio that does it. Um, but yeah, they fire before like before everyone can move. So if you set up properly and you know your opponent's in front of you and you have, let's say, missile launchers and, and long-range weapons, volcano cannons and everything, you fucking light up that dude with two sets of missile launchers from Warlords, maybe some Reaver missile launchers, bullet, and you volcano cannon them? And sure, you took three to four, maybe five heat from like everything that's firing, but now you get an extra two repair dice. Um, oh, sorry, you, uh, you uh, ignore me. You 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 vent heat on a three up. So, 
And you'd have the extra two dice because you have to take uh, Frozen Soul with this. But well, that's everyone in six fire. inches gets a three up. The core. Yeah, everyone gets a three oh, up. Oh yeah, yeah. The gets a two. But no, it's still good. You know what I mean? Um, but I, sw- I know there's a Legion that does it, and I feel like this would be an excellent play for that Legion. Um, and I, I feel like it's like an Iron Warrior. Le- oh, I cannot remember for the light. It's going to drive me up the wall. <laughs> I was literally trying to look for it while you guys were talking. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking now to see. I. Th- Yeah, I kind of I thought I remember us talking about that, but we've talked about so much over such a long time. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't. It was something ridiculous. Like you take three fucking heat, and we were like, "Why would I ever take three heat in the first turn of the game?" And you could only do a turn one. Um, but I'm thinking myself like, for what? This is only 15 points. 15 points plus that's 30 points to basically help your heat back to normal. Um, and then stay there for the second turn. In case you still are hot, stay there for the second turn. It's within six inches. Who gives a shit? So yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I think it's a loyalist legio. I'm almost certain it's a loyalist. Legio I think now. it is. So the one I was thinking was Mortis's three pointer, which is they get to move. That's before. A move. Yeah, That's that a I was move. thinking like, oh, there was a three pointer before the game starts. It was a movement one. So I'm sure it's a loyalist. I haven't honestly looked through the loyalist book. I don't own a copy. But it just it stuck out to me because I remember that being a thing, and I was like, "Oh shit, this would be really good with that." And then uh, you're right, though. I mean, that's a thing. It absolutely is a thing. So yeah. All right, we got uh, I think we got what one left. One left. Yep. All right. All right. right the malicious cacophony. Get those uh, noise marines queued up. A corrupted titan with the etheric conduit or preternatural grace that would be the first and the last one of the base mutations. Um, could be upgraded with this one for another 20 points. Subtract one from any command check made by a unit within 12 inches of this mutation. If it's part of issuing orders, it's minus two instead. And it is cumulative with penalties suffered as part of the etheric conduit base mutation for minus three within six inches. Okay. Uh, Corrupted Titans are not affected by this mutation. This is how you do that. But again, like, you don't lose anything by not having commands besides breaking, like, normal operations. Like, you don't lose the attack. You don't lose the movement. If anything, you have less penalty. You lose the charge, though, which is... I mean, yeah, you can miss out on and the charge. And then you get That's the charge. True. You lose. They lose yeah. the charge, and you get the charge, which would that is really true. suck. So we can't do this with Aura of Fury, because that would be funny. Because the minus three makes that one actually kind of work. But alas, but alas. You you have to be careful with where you're placed, because um, this is even further. So this could be even rougher for you, because now it's a 12-inch... It's a 12-inch bubble around you of minus two to command checks. Minus three with etheric conduit, they're within six. We're not big always on orders, but I will say, if if I'm giving you a minus three, and maybe making it where you're not getting your orders, now I'm doing some good. Like, almost it's in my mind. Points. Yeah. Points. It's minus four at ten, uh, because of the what is it, the the like dark banners marks of conquest. Yeah. So that's minus four. That Legio could bump it. It's minus five, I think. Which Legio was that? We're like, oh, this Legio's terrible. Why would anyone run it? Yeah. There you go. Now you're just not getting your. Um, 
that's like that's it though that's so so one track it could cause someone a headache if they're building around strat um orders but then you play around not having orders available to you and it's not that hard to negate yeah it's you're really all in but also, like, half the orders, like, charge orders, I think are the most common orders to automatically succeed from some special rule or stratagem True. somewhere. And I believe you pick strats after you reveal lists. Uh, it's yes. after you know the missions. It has to be after you reveal lists. So it's like, oh, you have marks of conquest. All right, it looks like I'm going to take, you know, um, the, the Great Crusade Titan one that lets you automatically fast charges. Cool. Mark's on, but um, you know, this one, the cacophony. So, by charging Titan, still gonna charge you anyway. Yeah, I was just easy to counterplay. I would say if you're taking the etheric conduit for whatever reason, that is your jam, that's what you want. Malicious cacophony almost feels like you need to spend the extra 20 because I need to actually give you minuses. Like, I, I need that to affect this, okay. If you're taking Preternatural Grace, I understand why they paired it with it. I think now we're spending a little yeah, bit much. Thing. Yeah, exactly. But so now, but now you're spending more points. But you're more likely to be in range of them and out of range of your own guys. Um, if you are wanting to mess with people's commands, I think the way you go is with their conduit and malicious cacophony. You are going to affect them. Yes, they do have some plays around it, or they could just not give orders. But. I think that, and then, again, maybe a Legio that affects orders as well. Now I can actually deny you things and realistically actually deny it. So then it doesn't actually feel bad. Then it feels like you actually have something that you're doing. So in that case, yeah, I think it actually could be very, very good. Um, whether or not that's what you should be playing for is another issue entirely. I think that might be too hard at one one particular idea. But... I mean, if you if you notice dealing with things that people do in orders, if stuff like that is your issue, here's a great way to counter I mean, it. Here's something you can really do. Yeah, if uh, night households are giving you a hard time. Yeah. Just get up in their business with this. Yeah, because at least the minus two is at least 12 inches. So if they're looking to charge, you can at least put a minus two on them. That is potentially yep. making a difference. That really is. And it's a minus one when they go to take their um, Shaken Banner Syndrome test. Yep. And if you're within the six, helps. it's another minus one because that's the, the other yeah. the stack. So, Yeah, if you have a lot of knights in your meta, it definitely has some play. That's yeah. true. Yeah. They need to be doing knights and they need to be doing orders. If you see those things that are occurring, yeah, you could have a lot of fun with this. All right, that... At least for tonight, that's all that she wrote with all of this. We are just almost literally one minute shy of three hours to do this. I, <laughs> yeah, I absolutely thought it would take so much less time. There was a lot in there, though. There was a whole lot of there's the a lot to get through, and there's a lot of heresy to talk about at the start. That is so, true. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll make sure the next time we do a titanicus uh themed episode that we go over that uh that narrative mission and all that they put out honestly i, I think with all the harrison news and everything that's been going on I, and and to some extent at least 
on my part, the few games that I've been playing lately, it completely slipped my mind that they even came out with that. All right, I think that'll uh, do it for us for uh, tonight here, just as we about to crest the three-hour mark. And that'll do it for us this week. As always, I'd like to thank anyone and everyone for listening. Um, you can catch us on any podcatcher app that you use, and you can also catch us putting this up on our YouTube channel. Um, the hope is now that we have Heresy coming out shortly is to start getting some more videos out there. I'm working on getting some equipment even just to do something rough to begin with and then something better as we go along. Um, to help us out, if you have any questions, you can pass that along to terrainkickersnj at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, we're always looking for reviews on, say, iTunes. That's one of the best spots to put them. Or likes and subscribes on our YouTube channel. All of that really helps us out and helps us to be able to put out more content. For next week, now we're hopefully back onto uh, a normal schedule for ourselves now that some issues and difficulties we had are past. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the discussion will be next week. Most likely, it might be a little bit of heresy. We might, what would be useful is maybe try to finish out this trader book next week. So that way when Heresy drops the week after, we have some availability there to really start our deep dive into that. Once we go through that a bit though, uh, we're absolutely gonna start going through the Loyalist book. And I would hope within the next couple of weeks that we start making some recordings on that. We might be able to do those as normal episodes and then some shorter stuff on the Heresy things. On behalf of everyone here, have some good hobby and some great gaming.